Hi everyone, you're listening to the Bialucci Podcast. Uncensored and completely unedited discussions about life and everything in it. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hi, hi hello, there. hello, 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 hello. It's starting to get a bit more professional. We're doing hellos. Usually he's he just, just jinxed cut, it. Usually he just cut in as we're talking, and then he just, you never really know where the show's going to start. The show's going to start. Um, Naomi Grin. It's become a thing on the show. I've been asking people. Welcome. Where they, yeah. Hello. Thank you, thank you. Where the surnames come from, and yours is one of them. Okay. So it's, is it Grin? G R Y N. It's G R Y N. How do you say it? I say Grin, so oh, people can hear yeah, Grin. Yeah, yeah. My father used to say Green, so it sounded a bit. English. Um, it got the Y curiously because he got his, he was stateless for many years. He finally got a citizenship in the late fifties when he was in America and he wanted his passport quickly so that he could go and visit his mother in then Czechoslovakia, who oh. he hadn't seen for a long time. And uh, he had to get a birth certificate. So he applied to the Soviet Union, um, which were, had then taken over the area he'd grown up in. And they sent him back the birth certificate and they didn't know you umlaut from why. Oh, right. So that's how the why got there. Oh. I didn't know if it was like a, a Welsh thing <laughs> or oh. something. The, the why, why was silent. Grin, grin. Yeah. Um, so, what what do you class yourself? Filmmaker and journalist, mm, writer, w- writer, filmmaker. If you had to pick one, filmmaker. I mean, storyteller, like, storyteller. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah. I suppose I'm always looking for new stories and yeah. interesting ways to tell them. So, tell us some of the in a paragraph some of the stuff you've done. You've done you you docu- a couple of documentaries, yeah. radio, various shows, uh, written work, published a couple of books. Yeah. Um, what type of stories interest you? What's what's your what are the things? What are the stories you want to tell? Curious. At any one time, um, well, uh, or at this moment? In this time. moment. Okay, so so it changes then, does it? it just, it's moving all the okay, time. Okay, excellent, excellent. So so, so you're some, not sort of one of these people who just like I I'm I want to tell the the plight of the coal miners and that's my thing and I'm just going to stick with that. that. No. Although um, a couple of years ago, I received a letter telling me that I hadn't paid my funeral expenses scheme ever and uh, that if I didn't pay back pay 20 years that I would have to pay £15,000 if I wanted to get buried and that triggered me into a couple of years of looking at Britain's changing attitudes towards right. death and dying. Which is one of the subjects we wanted to talk about so we might as well start Good with segue. that. Good yeah. segue. That was, that was, <laughs> that's professional. Didn't yes. even see it coming. You see, you see. Okay. I was thinking years ago that... Um, uh, where was I? Uh, Highgate. There was a, is there? A, is there a big um, Highgate there, Cemetery? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Um, and I thought, is this going to be when? Because of space is now an issue. Will like future generations go? You know, there was more dead bodies taking up property space than live bodies before it sort of went. No, we can't do this anymore. But well, then, what do you do? You I, can't sort of. I swear, the I think it was the uh, I know the Christian Church. Well, the Church of England yeah. only. Um, sort of okayed uh, cremations. Yeah. Because uh, before they had to be buried, I think, until, uh, it was, I think it was sometime in the... 1880s. Yeah, I think it was late, late Victorian era, yeah. Um, and until then, yeah, you just you had to be buried because there was a line in the Bible about, you know, you'd be, you know, raised living the dead and judge yeah. everyone. So the idea was that you had to be popped down and then you'd um, magically be raised like some kind of Ramirez zombie. I thought you were going to say it was about disease or, or something. You had to be, no, no. Or you had to be buried, no. 
No. Well, that that does play into the story because in the 18th century, you had to be buried by a vicar in a churchyard, and the churchyards were just overflowing oh, yeah. with, and uh, there was a lot of cholera, and the bodies were to such a depth that really, if there was a heavy rain, you'd start to see limbs pop out. Yeah. You know, it could slide. I was in Devon, and we was doing this. Uh, there's like a Halloween walk thing at the end and they were going to Devon and, you know, this prostitute died there and she haunted the lover that they couldn't be together. And I was thinking, this is very storytelling-ish. But anyway, there's a lot of um, a lot of churches there, small churches, uh, with like rocks on the outside that you walk along and they're bulging. And they said, yeah, because the the, 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 the supposed to be a certain amount of space between the bodies, but there was such a, a little amount of space that they're basically like inches apart mm-hmm. um, and the walls are starting to bulge with like the, the right. mass of them in there. So when I was in, yes, in Highgate, do you think that there'll ever come a time where we go, look, we can't keep burying people. This makes no sense. Well, Highgate Cemetery um, is a really interesting example. Um, I live really close to it and love taking visitors around and have become, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it's real, like, it's magnet. It's just yeah. London's history yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in yeah. Uh, miniature. Yeah. Um, and there it's now one of the most expensive places in Britain to be buried because it there's so little space. And the amazing chap who runs it, Ian Dungerville, um, he's uh, currently pushing through um, a private member's bill to change the use so that they can reclaim, uh, for instance, uh, plots that haven't been uh, used, haven't been visited for 75 years. Right. Um, there's an awful lot of stones where you can't even read, you know, the people who bought plots in perpetuity, yeah, they thought, right, yeah. um, they would be very disappointed to know that you can't even read the names of their loved ones anymore yes i mean what's the rules is there a legal line of like if well if nobody complains is it if, nobody, if there's no families to complain then we can just well, do... they've got to change the uh, oh, law the on it oh, right. so that's what he's applying for at and the what moment. would it be what would the law change so that the, he'd like to keep it as a working cemetery yeah um and so he'd like to be able to continue at the moment i think they can do something like 80 funerals a year yeah um or yes, I think that's about. I think that's the right figure. And it's thirty thousand pounds to get a plot there. Really? Um, and you you don't even know how. You have to be. Uh, you can't apply for one within so many weeks of your death. And uh, you know there, well, there are a lot of restrictions on who qualifies for a plot. Um, Real estate's very expensive in London. <laughs> even in death. But you yeah. can. But yeah. you can get them yeah. and it's uh very move you know people feel uh powerfully moved um i was the rogue rabbi at a friend's father's graveside yeah. recently and um i really did understand why these two sisters needed a space for their dad um and in, in fact he's in an area that they're reclaiming that was uh, where they previously had um, pauper's graves or um, common graves. Yeah. And, uh, for instance, there, is, there was around there the graves of the lost girls of Highgate, they were called, um, these child prostitutes right. who were taken into an institution in Highgate um, and probably you know, had diseases and things right, and died yeah. young. Um, so that, that area has been reclaimed. So what is what? It sounds so alien to me when we're talking about a plot of, for where you're going to die. What is the? Explain it to me in a sort of normal human being. What is the pull towards? I don't understand wanting to be next to your mother, or I get that, 
but saying like I want to be there. I'm with, like, I'm with you too. I mean, um, I'm struggling g- to... given that we have so little space. Um, uh, and when you're saying thirty thousand pounds, you go, so I'm not for a dead person. Yeah. And if the, you, the other if you thing live that's... there, I understand the nuances. But to say no, I want to be there. Oh. I mean, I, I don't know. My, when my grandpa died, um, we, he won't ask for his ashes to be scattered on the beach because yeah. we have a, yeah. a beach house and, and it's, you know, he loved it down there and he spent a lot of time and it's, you know, very, very nice, beautiful beach. And, and, and where is it, that? Uh, that's down, uh, Sussex, Camber Beach. It's Ryan. Yeah, very nice. Very lucky we are too. Um, but yeah, he wanted to have his ashes scattered there. So we did that illegally. <laughs> we oh, right. should yeah, have I actually, I think, yeah. told the council what we did. I forgot you need and, them, uh, yeah. yeah. And my aunt's a lay preacher. We did, we had to walk out. It was a bit of, it was one of those things, a windy day. And we walked out and we were trying to find like a bit of space away from like anyone else. Yeah. So it wouldn't fly in your face. Cause we like the big Lebowski. We didn't want a big Lebowski moment where we chuck the ashes and it all just ends up like that. It was like really windy as well. I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. Like, but like we did, we were trying to do it respect, you know, yeah, I mean? and like yeah. the bloody people get because of walking their dog next to right. us and we're like oh for goodness sake I'm... so we had to wait for them to go and then we sort of yeah we just sort of had yeah. this same my, my aunt's a lay preacher so we sort of she was doing a bit of stuff and she had a you know some ropes on stuff so she had to look around and quickly take take a jacket right. off and do the bits and oh, then okay. yeah get it done but but yeah I mean it, surely it, that's a better way but, but yeah but, that's what well, I'm saying yeah. cremation also has issues because it doesn't actually do any good for the world it's not fertiliser um, mm. I'm, I'm relieved to hear that you only use the equivalent of two fuel tanks of petrol in, in oh, um, a cremation you pulled it back a bit for me now I imagined it was more than that yeah. um, there are issues in a cremation if for instance the uh, deceased has had a breast implant I remember hearing stories of oh silicon pools right. and, exploding uh, or something. Yeah. Oh, this is taking a turn. <laughs> and of course, if there are any mercury fillings yeah. that releases mercury yeah. into the atmosphere. Yeah. Then there are replacement the, hip or something. Like yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there are the natural burials that one thinks, oh yeah, you know, like organic. That's good, but that has a problem because the anaerobic heat given off as the corpse is decomposing is not great for the roots of the trees above it. So I've been looking at so what's actual but aren't they all oh this is just when you don't use a, a box oh, just the body you okay. just put it into the ground <clears throat> and allow it to do its thing um so i've been looking at wholesome ways of disposing of corpses is and this a comedy some... skit you've got or is this real <laughs> this is real so i don't know whether to laugh or get ready for <laughs> well, okay right there should be a humor in it right. yeah, there are, yeah people have been very yeah. imaginative right, like, okay, there's right. the mushroom suit and then you put the corpse suit. into this uh, fungus suit and it decomposes it's sort of it withered away with fungi it works but i think human in a human way that just doesn't sound right i just imagine a little three-piece suit with made of mushrooms. I thought you said soup. I was like, what? Are you going to eat the... Could that be... It? Oh, no. My, my, Soil and green. My yes. favourite... Oh, yeah. yeah, come on. Eventually, clarify that reference. Well, Soil and green uh, was the late 70s Charlton Heston. It's a reference uh, for over 90-year-old yes, listeners. So if you're younger than... <laughs> yeah. yeah you have still got a post with Charlton Heston on yes, your wall. Yes. Charlton Heston was a bad person who was in good films, um, in the seventh thoughtful films in the seventies. And yes, it was a. Ultimately, it came out that Soylent Green was people. It's yeah. people. Did I send you Due the to a picture? Food shortage, I they were eating. I was in Sainsbury's, and there's a drink called Soylent. Oh yeah, there, there is. Yeah, that 
is really well, I mean, how naive are you? Well, as a, as a, they a haven't pi- done their due diligence. I mean, basic. That's <laughs> insane. It's on a drink. You didn't just Google it? No, well... And it's a drink. It's a... Although it had a Y in it, didn't it? Oh, so did it? Oh, right. Okay, maybe... maybe it wasn't I didn't. Solent, there, was it? There is, there is Soylent Green, and you can buy, and it is a food substance, and it oh. is like... It's like sort of protein start bar or Unless whatever. they're actually you know, going for do that. Do you think they know? Do you think they've figured that out the connection i think they know either it's, oh, you think they've gone for it well it's either ironic yeah or they're, or they're just getting that copyright set for later i right. don't know <laughs> like you know getting it getting the getting the factory set up just so when people are yeah. more used to it though maybe they thought it. it'd be pr someone would say oh look, that's from the thing and then it'd be like a story because you never can you judge people. People will make themselves look bad just for the PR. That brand recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Honest, honestly. The, the, even, even, they don't yeah, care. No such thing as bad publicity. You know what I mean? There was <laughs> the Avatar. <laughs> that When the first Avatar film came out, they had um, this story. We just, you know, it suddenly it's on everywhere. It's on Yahoo and some radio is talking about it. And it was people saying, oh, this is racist because they're clearly supposed to be people from Africa and blah, 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 because of, you know, the, the way they looked. And Indigenous the, the, people. Yeah. yeah. And then it turned out, oh, no, they set that up. They put that story out there. You go, so you put the story out to slag yourselves off because, you know, like, there's no well, moral code. Like, that's like an, a weak, ugly thing to do. I was just going to say, there is a Cyberdyne Systems. As in Terminator. As in Terminator. As in the company that developed the Terminator yeah. technology and led to... And there is a company called Cyberdyne There is Systems. actually. I think it might have been formed after the Terminator. Right. Because they saw that and was like... That's a cool name. Oh, yeah, God. we want to be connected Mass with a company that led to yeah. nearly the, the the wiping out of all mankind, basically in a in a global war against artificial intelligence. That's the type of that's that goes with our brand, and this is where we're going to go with. Yeah, there is a type of lift company, and I've forgotten the name of it, and it was something to do with the Holocaust, and they had to change their name. Have you ever seen it was on a lot of lifts? There was I can't remember the bloody name of it now. Um, but anyway, so the, the, I, 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 I actually, I did some research um, this year into the uh, machine used in Auschwitz to tattoo prisoners, oh, okay. and discovered that the company that manufactured this machine—they they actually stopped using the machine in 1942 because it wasn't as efficient as just taking uh, needles on a bar and doing it yeah. manually. And so the company that took the commission to design this machine and it was definitely for tattooing humans uh they were then bought by crops which i think about quite often as i'm grinding my coffee beans yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've got well, let's get off this subject but um so the, well, well oh, yeah just yeah bayer uh, are a big company in that they have their i think their european headquarters all they're not their world because i think they're a german company but certainly i think their uk headquarters uh, just down the road from me, and I know lots of people who've worked for them, and I've had job offers from them, and I've refused. <laughs> just based categorically on, refused. Just on branding. Them. Nope. <laughs> well, no, because I mean they were the company that made Cyclone B. Yeah. Oh, the oh, yes. I thought it was something. Oh, okay. No. So there was a Cyclone A, wasn't there? But it was uh, probably. Yeah, I don't so. know. It's chemical, isn't it? But yeah. So just but it's crazy what these companies are still about you know what I mean? well the company oh, and they've done awful stuff since they did these off they were they they got into awful trouble with um because they were selling um uh gone off uh expired medication to africa african nations oh, yeah. and stuff and changing the, the sell by dates and stuff so they've been and they also had one of their former ceos was um he was convicted at nuremberg and then after that about 10 years after he got out and then they hired him as, as their ceo yeah just yeah, if you've got your talent, money doesn't care. Yeah, 
What? It was like Operation Paperclip when the the Americans got all the 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 Germans out that worked on the bomb and all that. They just popped a little NASA hat on them, and that was the end of that. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I tell people this because I was talked to some someone who worked for Bay, and I explained this to them, and I and that's and she was going, uh -huh, yeah, okay, yeah. It's like I'm talking about, I don't know. Moon made of cheese or something. You know, I sound like a crackpot, but I'm like, no, this is this is real. You know what I mean? I don't know. So, um, what are the other um things you kept about death? You had you had the mushroom, not mushroom. Did you say? Yeah, oh, so I know which way I'd like oh, to yeah, go. Yeah. Um, although it isn't shouldn't really be my decision, yeah. but the people around. Yeah, right, yeah. There's a company in Seattle called Resumation, and their idea is you take the corpse. You put some wood chips, put it into pod, and 30 days later, you bring out two wheelbarrows full of really good quality compost. No, I couldn't do that. No, that's too... Vo Unless you're the person doing it. I think their price point's too high. It's $5,000 It's that thing between sort of how it feels and the use of it, because I like the idea of fertiliser, and I like that. Mm. But then you go, well, somebody... If you're, farmer, if you're a farmer and your horse dies, you put it on the edge of a field, you cover it in wood chips and it decomposes. Oh, it's a thing already. Okay, I didn't realise. So, you know, we treat humans with such a different attitude. And what's, why do you like that one over just putting you in the ground? In the... Uh, because then it's useful. If you put you know, it in the ground. No, I, I think of the, the so use be... of, um, you, you know, yeah, put, it, put it in the ground yeah. and you'll disturb the roots above you. I thought it had benefits, no? No, know. the heat given off as it oh, decomposes. Right. Disturbs disturbs the, the... Charles, how do you like to die? <laughs> I never thought this would uh, on the podcast. Surrounded by my no, yeah, family yeah. on a big pile in, of money. They, not in pain. At the age of 110 yeah. or something. No. Um, you haven't thought about it. Ashes scattered on the beach. Yeah, no, that seems... That's, that's what was the downside of the ashes? It could blow in your face. Using the fuel, right, the equivalent yeah. of fuel, not, for, not being I was useful. all for it until you said that. I hadn't thought about the fuel thing. Natural fire, still carbon. But it, what really bothers me is how um, it's a distress purchase. You know, some we'll all only ever have to arrange a couple of funerals in our lives and we'll be upset when we have to do it because somebody you care about has just died. Yeah. And at that point, funeral directors have you over a barrel because yes. they can tell yeah. you in a state of distress, oh, no, you don't really respect your grandmother unless you right, buy the yeah. flowers and you have the hearse and... Um, so we have all this protocol around what is respect. What happens now, though, if you die and you've got no one? What happens? They find the Councils have to take it on. Um, Very. They, have, uh, they do cremation mostly. Right, and say. so uh, I looked at the, the council um, protocol around here and they use a cemetery up in Finchley, the share oh, one. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so they're done on a sort of Tuesday morning at nine o'clock. a lot. Mm. Yeah. Or if, you know, somebody's homeless and they go and they haven't got anybody. Because I know a, a couple of coppers and they say there's a lot of you going to somebody's house because there's a smell and some old people just died, didn't have any family and they just found them there. Mm. Um, the other interesting thing she, she said, she said, um, um, it, she doesn't matter, you could go in there and it's an old lady sat there, didn't have any friends, neighbours said she was quite a loner and she's there, she's died clearly sitting watching the TV or whatever. And she said, you still have to treat it as a murder scene. She said, everything's a murder until you convince yourself it's not. So you have to go in. So this is a murder scene. Let me look at everything. And then you can determine that, okay, this definitely wasn't a murder. She died of old age. But you don't go in going, oh, there's an old lady who died. You think everything was a murder scene. And I thought, oh, okay, that's quite interesting. You don't assume anything. Yeah. Um, let's go away from murder <laughs> and death. And, um, 
normally normally it's it's me and him go, like dre- like yeah, yeah, dark. Yeah. So it's, it's refreshing to have a guest yeah. on. Who's, we don't know you that well. So we're going to try and protect. Gonna, him. He's quite gonna, dark. Yeah, he's going to start um, start off with hardcore stuff. We like it. It's good. Yeah. You, you had a question that you want to bring up about uh, our education system producing a generation uh, of snowflakes, which I wasn't expecting because I thought you'd be quite lefty. So um, it's, it's common sense is that that's it's an unusual thing nowadays. So I have a nine-year-old kid <laughs> in primary school, and um, my partner and I if we have a meeting place we both like think that uh, there shouldn't be groupthink you know and it has been shocking to see how the education system works really um and how uh, it, you know the poor people running the schools are expected to bring all this yeah. citizenship stuff in so um, me we more or less here don't know anything but so what is going on well, I'll give you an yeah, example yeah. from this past term. Um, my kid was sitting, comforting a friend who was being harassed by another kid. And she said to the other, to her friend, she said, I wouldn't want to play with someone who was so mental. And another girl sitting there uh, reported her to the year head for using the word mental instead of mental health disability. Oh, come on. And before you knew it, it was escalated to the top offence bar being suspended. Yeah. Uh, my kid had a, started hyperventilating, thought she was going to miss sports day the next day, thought I was going to be really cross, yeah. didn't really know what she'd done wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were watching mm-hmm. Harry Potter 4 yesterday and uh, Goblet of Fire, and I've actually taken a screenshot yeah. of Harry Potter saying, that's so mental, which I'm planning to but send that, the headmaster. Yeah. Uh, but so anyway, I, I took it up with him. I thought this is really interesting because he had recently told the kids that they had become a telling school. And he had told them that they had to be very careful. You know, it was about bullying. It was yeah, about protecting yeah. children from bullying, which sounds good. But it means that these nine-year-olds now think they're very, these words that they're not supposed to use, like snitch, <clears throat> which is, of course, the name of the ball in a game of Quidditch. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm about to go into a so you just up the whole <laughs> box set of the defend, legal okay. defence. <laughs> Take it up with her, not yeah. me. And so I took it up with the headmaster and um, he, when I went to see him, he said to me that the other girl had felt unsafe hearing my child use the word mental. That was my first problem. Who was the kid? Like, why would that be in their head? She's a nasty little female dog on hind legs. But you shouldn't and, be able to get, uh, But you shouldn't be able to get to that point at that age. That's something that should come with age. But she also told my kid that my kid my kid came in in a beautiful blue beret one yeah. day and she said to her that she couldn't wear it cuz it was French because she wasn't French. Yeah, where do you so get she that saw from it as cultural age? appropriation. And oh my she, God. as a Lebanese child, feels that she has the right to wear a beret. Yeah. But my child, who is sort of mix of things, but not French, can't. But this is at nine years old. It's That's what I mean by snowflakes. I'd understand if it kicked in at sort of 16 and you're being like right on and you'd watch some film. But well, this how is can you know that at nine? Possibly pick people, kids, kids that young, I think that's them picking it up from parents. Because yeah. sometimes you hear a young kid talking maybe even a bit younger, so the six or seven, the five or six or seven, and I, you can hear their parents, it's things that their yeah, parents that have said. really full on for a nine-year-old um, to hold that in them. Yeah, well, they just put, they put, kids pick these, these things up and they repeat. And then, you have to be carefully taught. But when you get past say. that, you get to the and, teacher um, stage. The teacher didn't go, okay, look, it's yes, you shouldn't said it, and they just moved it no, on. It got into took a it thing. Very, teachers took it very seriously. Really? And then when um, watching Harry Potter, you know, just 
listening to Where the World's Got To on J.K. Rowling. And that, of course, is a real generational divide. So all the women of my age... Uh, are with JK, you know, I'll probably get cancelled yeah, for saying that. Yeah. Um, and I see now that they've had the 25th anniversary of Harry Potter and the one person who wasn't invited to the party was the author, JK Rowling. And I also picked up on a piece last week that mm-hmm. uh, the Kidditch uh, leagues, because humans who can't fly on broomsticks play Kidditch too, right. they've taken all the cancelling so seriously for a woman for suggesting that people not born a woman can't have children, that um, they have, they're now trying to change the name so that they can distance themselves from rolling. So, you know, There's how... so much we... going on that you just go, oh, I'm done. That's me. I'm going to move off. You lot deal with whatever you I'm going to another planet. It's, it's too much. I don't know which bit to... What, hang on, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Who's doing what? It is like, I'm going to wake up and go, oh, yeah, that was a dream. Like, it's meant, it's not really, it's not real to have all this... Fussing about pronouns. How can you live like that? I understand if you're a 15-year-old and you're getting into that sort of thing, but adults, I think you talked about legal and getting in trouble and suspended. You go, but why people are you losing their jobs. Yeah, but... And it's not even the people who are being cancelled at the top that I worry about. Like Steve Pinker, um, uh, the writer, yeah. came into a lot of trouble for using the phrase urban violence, and that was seen as dog whistling. And it's not that he... <laughs> got attacked because he'll he's so accomplished so well known he'll get through it it's the fact that younger academics then will see that and that will chill them you know they'll chill themselves they'll censor themselves or you know writers who would write about um rounded experiences will refrain because they can see what's happening if people do speak their minds but this is Fascism. I mean, it's a literal tenant of fascism. Is you can't know, say got, certain things. I think it's neo-Marxism, but without the dialectical reasoning that we had in the last Marxist revolutions. But if you just stand back from it and just say you're limiting, spe- so on on um, some of the YouTube podcasts I watch, it's now creeped in over the last year. You can't obviously you can't say certain words, and it started with like the N word that would bring up a flag, and it's things that bring up flags. So now, as a norm. They're not saying, and I said this years ago, if you ban one word, then you've, that's it. You've banned words now. It's just who's in charge. That's all it is. Scrabble, competitive Scrabble. Oh God, Did I you can, pick up no. on this story? They have now banned a whole list of words, yeah, yeah, yeah. which include Jesuit. What's that? Um, the Catholic. Oh, church, Jesuit. Okay. Include Puff. So you can't any longer sit I on a Puff. I about that word. <laughs> so that's, they that's, back a, that's an old, yeah. That's yeah that's and old. you can't use the word Jew. So they've a, taken away from people like me my own word for my own self. But is that that's not because so, that's so um, as a verb oh, to choose right. somebody would be insulting? God, you're grasping again. Do you know what I mean? You're bringing up all that's. Well, that's only if you see that's the well. I disagree with the underlying premise of that because that's presupposing that's a bad thing to be. Well, you know what I mean? mean? What like that presupposes that 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 something about Jewishness is is negative. You know, to call someone that will. Label. Well, you know what I mean. So that's that's pretty. That's yeah. I mean, as a as an insult, that's it right. meant to cheat somebody. Okay. So you, you know, you can see that's insulting. Yeah. But nonetheless, that then means a blanket ban on the word. And with a, a, the so, if you're into competitive Scrabble, you've now got to rule out. I think it's something like fifteen hundred words have gone. Yeah. 
Well, on, the, on these Sorry. podcasts that have creeped in, they now, and it's funny because you're listening to a comment. I understood when they said you can't say the N word, but it wouldn't really come up. But then these other ones. Well, well <laughs> no, I mean, I miss some people. No, don't, I mean, in terms of normal society, it's yeah, not good. Well. But then they, there was the, the they would say that, and I didn't know the words that they were talking about. They said the R word in terms of sexual assault mm. and the P word in terms of child abuse. And they said, so you can't say, but it became ridiculous because they were talking about to a policeman and they were saying to the, 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 the R word. Da, da, da. And I was thinking, I don't know. I had to Google what they were even talking about. But to know what the R word was. Yeah, mean. I thought, oh, what the P word. But, but, so, so I think uh, in academia now, those are words that require trigger warnings so that uh, the snowflakes in yeah. the classroom mm-hmm. can leave if they'll feel unhappy or troubled by the R word but or the P word. That's just a downhill problem you've created. You've just put a bolt ball on the hill and it's now, because it's now, because I, this is the thing when people said about, you can't use the N-word. You go, well, it has to be in books. It has to be, you can't edit films out. If it's in there, it's everything is context. That is it. That's, That's my right. bugger. Everything context is context. Me. Otherwise, get rid of N-word. Get rid of all the, well, films with Tarantino. It doesn't matter if it's one person saying it the other. You cannot have that word exist, which is fine. You can get involved in all that. My problem is this. I always think about a bigger picture. If you ban anything, like a word, you can ban it if context and somebody says it wrong or it's a user, yeah, knock, knock them up. But if you're, it's in a book and you're reading about it, or maybe it's a black person speaking to a black person about history of that. If you start editing one word, you've opened the door up now. We edit language. There's no, that doesn't well, matter what it is. I'm not bothered about what word it is. So then you added a second word in, which you have done now. We now add a third and a fourth. So eventually a government can come in and say, um, well, like North Korea. There's no word for family now. We're going to ban that. So, that true? Yeah, it's just government. There's no birthdays. We just have one birthday. There is only the leader. This is where it goes. But like, no, 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 it's just another word because that's wrong. Yeah, when you point at it and say that one there, but then you, you've opened the door up to we now ban speech. That's what you've done with that one. Even though you're liberal and you're on the good side, you've just set in pl- the rolling place of, of fascism eventually because then a Trump gets in. And it's, the precedent is there for, we don't say the N-word, we don't say the R-word, we don't say the F-word, family. There's no family. There's only one leader. You can't have little groups everywhere. You can't have S-word for a society. There's just the one word, L, for leader. So we'll ban the S-word. D-word for democracy. We're going to ban that. But, but, and, you, and we go, well, when did all this start? Your future generation, the war happens. They go, when did all the banning of words start? Started with that one right over there in the 1980s. But nobody, it's like, you're banning words. You can't have that. Even well, if it's I a, mean, well, I suppose the uh, idea behind it is that you want people to respect each other. And yes. Yeah, but context. Yeah. You can't just say, I can't well, say certain words. But, but I mean, words, I mean, well, we do, we, well, in this country, I suppose we do have, there's anti-hate speech laws and stuff. So we, there are restrictions on, on freedom of speech. People do get arrested for that. People do get arrested for, um, you know, you can be arrested for um, making threats against someone. So, I mean, there are, should, yeah. yes, well, this is what I'm saying. There are restrictions there. So we all agree, again, we, we all agree that there should be some restrictions yelling fire in a crowded theater, you know, making no, death threats, planning, planning, planning crimes. There's a difference between Will someone saying, rid me of this troublesome priest? You know, um, there are, there, there is, there are some things that, that are, should, should be, um, you know, legislated on. And it, but we're, what we're talking about is where the line is. Yeah, you know, no, it's So it's not. That's it, all that matters. It isn't context. kind of an absolute, really. It's we're just talking about where the legal line should be, and unfortunately, that does require constant vigilance. You know, yeah, but it's context. That's yeah. all that matters. You could say 
uh, I could say, right, the N-word in a historical book being taught yeah. in a, a class about African slavery, you have to use the terms that were used for the people at the time, even if you said it, not the, the American versions, but, you know, you'd have to say that if you can't read it in a, in a class and say the N-word, but then, so I would say, yeah, you can, but then you can't shout it in the street at somebody, lock them up. So what's the complication here? I don't understand. What's the context that that was said? Well, one was shouted at a street at a black person. The other one was being taught in a class about slavery. Hmm. About You go, well, yeah, there's two different things. It's not the same thing at all. Context, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. So, and at what point does the phrase, the N-word, become offensive? Well, yeah, the, the, the letter word. You can't say the, the N. But So there's a marvellous book Michelle Faber's written called D, imagining oh. um, a, a time when the letter D has disappeared. You're talking about democracy? Just oh. de-dog, de-ogs, oh, right. yeah. um, the democracy. Yeah. And it's um, all seen through the eyes of this young, uh, this girl who's come from Somaliland. And, um, you know, she, she's the one who remembers that oh, uh, right. there's okay. D yeah. and yeah. everybody's trying yeah. to criticise her for using okay. it. But we're saying stuff that we shouldn't be having this conversation. It shouldn't be a thing. Like this is, we're not in a cartoon. So saying about democracy, if like a Trump got in and it, it spilled out, over to different countries it would start with the liberal well, the word liberal would go mm. that would be taught in schools as a bad thing they would start there and that generation goes up and democracy would be seen as the people that fractured society and didn't go along with everything they caused them. so the d word would go but well, it's happening it's happening it starts with one yeah. word i mean what, what do you think uh, johnson was johnson was a reaction johnson was a reaction to you know the american extreme conservatism and uh, you know brexit and stuff i mean yeah. it's a product of that yeah it took full advantage of it you know but it just it's already happening. I mean, you've got the pen making gains, you've got mm. the weirdo Christian Democrat people in um Germany, and you've got sort of right wing parties making gains in, in the Netherlands. The Netherlands of all places. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really chilled out <laughs> Netherlands. Yeah. They're they're banning everything left, right, and centre. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, a friend a friend of mine said he said because he's quite a lefty, but he's so annoyed by it all now. He says <clears throat> Bung as many pronouns and banned words as you want. He said, just let's just crash into the wall as soon as possible and get it over with. Just ban them all mm. until it, it really kicks off and people can't take it anymore. Let's get that war out of the way because that's where we're going. So people Whoa. joke with him saying, no, he's saying that there will be, you can't say this, you can't say this, you can't say this, you can't say. And eventually, because I've said how fascism, there aren't enough bad people in the world to create fascism. What you have to do is you have to, turn all the people in the middle into fascists and that comes from the left because you annoy them you annoy them and you annoy them they're good people most people mm. they don't understand things and they're a bit scared of change and things like that but you have to get all those people on the side so you do that by funding the left to annoy them annoy them annoy them to the point where they say i'm not a bad person but i can't do this i can't do that i've had to do this i've had to change the signs of my workplace because of that i can't do and the fascist says we're going to get rid of all that don't worry about the hate people are the fact that hate these people. We're going to get rid of all the fact money problems. You've got your business and you can't do enough things for people. And they go, Oh, solid. Then let him in because you have to alienate all the people in the middle. So like they found with like with Russia and thing, you don't just you, you, with the social media, you don't just fund the fascists. You also fund the ultra liberal. You go to the students and you fund them and say more groups. Don't you want to look what they're, 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 they're telling you. You can't say this. They're telling you, you can't say that. And it becomes, then they say, yeah, right. All these pe good people in the middle that aren't bad people. You're not doing the right thing. You're not doing the right thing. You're not. And then those people go, I'm, I'm not dealing with this. So I'll just go to the people that I know, the older fast conservative people. You have to. So 
being that liberal where you, you're telling people that aren't bad people, you're not doing enough, you're not doing enough, you alienate and you push them to the right. And that's how a fascist government gets in because they get sick. I can't, because it's not really human. You know, we're talking about the pronouns and children can't say certain things. And people don't know what to do because it's not right. It's not humanly right to do that way. So they will always revert to another way that they know, mm -hmm. which is conservatism, which is then leads on to right wingism and all things like that. So being that liberal and doing the whole thing of the pronouns and ramming it down people's throats until they can't take it anymore, you push them to the right. And then somebody pops up and says, well, I'll stop all that. And galvanizes yeah, it with not, strong It doesn't leadership. come through the right. There aren't enough people. There's too many people who like democracy. But you push them that way. So when I hear the word, you can't say the word, I think, right, you've just created a problem 90 years down the road when something's going to kick off because this only goes one way. You can't have children dictating to adults how they should be mm. and you're going to alien. And I've seen it in front of me from years ago. I remember um, a woman had a little shop, lovely lady, didn't care about race, anything like that. Not, she was just, she lived in London all her life. And I remember her being forced to put in a disabled toilet in a shop because I think she had over five people working or something. And she said, I can't afford this. And mm. they, like, people were coming around to tell you, you've got to put it in. You've got to... And I remember the change in her over like a two year period because she had to get it put in. And I could see and actually change the person. And I thought, oh, they just, even when I was like 20, it stayed with me at the time of like, you just alienated a bad a person that wasn't doing anything. They didn't, you, nobody come in with a disabled. You could say, well, they didn't come in because it wasn't a disabled toilet. But even there wasn't that. But I remember her moaning about it. I said, I can't afford this. I can't afford it. The bloke coming down, uh, getting annoyed at him. But why this? And why that? Well, there's no space for it. I can't. And she said, I can't afford this. There's like £15,000 to put a whole toilet in out the back. And she said, but I can't afford it. It's a little shop. And then I remember the change in her. And I thought, oh, see, now if a right-wing conservative popped up locally, who said, right, we're not going to, you won't have to do that anymore. It has to be, if you've got 50 staff, then we'll put it to say, well, whatever. But there's certain things that feel right as a human being and that don't. And the pronoun thing and ramming things down so, people's throat. Let's un, uh, take that apart because I forgot about the disabled toil toilet thing. Yeah. And now, of course, we've got the um, sexless toilets. Trying, yeah. And so um, we've moved on from disabled to making trans feel comfortable yeah. wherever they want to take a pee. Um, and so what what seems to have become really important in identity politics has been victim status. So if you can show that in some way you are um, a, a victim of a situation, whether it's because you're a pretty girl or because uh, you want to be, you, you have gender dysphoria or because of the color of your skin or whatever, if you can find the reason why you feel victimized, you have a special standing in society. Yeah. And I feel that is really what needs to be addressed, that, um, th that yes, everybody should have equal opportunity, but we shouldn't value disadvantage in the way that we're doing. Yeah. And also, I mean, we're talking about the disabled thing, that, that, woman that I was talking about, she was a good person. If you said to her, oh, there's a law coming and uh, these big companies, if you've got a big superstore, whatever, you have to have a disabled toilet. She would have gone, of course, yeah. But when you have a law, it forces somebody to a point where, well, that doesn't feel right. That's when you start to turn people. I think when they say like why fascism never works is because it, it never feels right as a human thing. You, you feel democracy is what's in your DNA to be free and things like that. So it always buckles eventually because you'll always, you're going against human nature. You're fighting a new generation about who in their DNA 
being free feels right. Fascism doesn't. If, if you look at um, ape culture, and after all, we are just yeah. ape, you know, yeah. hairless apes. Um, I've watched nearly every season of um, Monkey Life, the right. never-ending uh, program about yeah. Monkey World in Dorset. And you look at the colonies, um, and w- there's always a highest-ranking ape, yeah. the leader, and there's always an yeah. unfortunate lowest-ranking ape, and everybody, all the other apes, try and be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And you can shift your status by moving into a different colony. So I remember in the nursery colony, the highest-ranking ape was Sally, who was a one-armed, very elderly ape, and none of the other young apes would have any truck. You know, Sally ruled that. But if you put Sally in the young bachelor's colony, she'd have been nothing. Right, yeah, yeah. So I I like to think that um, democracy or consensual decision-making, should we call it, yeah. is the best way to go. But maybe as animals, the real way we work is through um, have, choosing um, a leader, Oh, no, there's always a, a, a hierarchy. I, I mean, I've said before, it is... Oh, this is a language you use. Well, there is always I mean, a hierarchy that's... of people. It doesn't matter. It's, it's like we think, well, if we have this type of leader, that will solve things, Barack Obama. If we have a woman leader, that will solve it. You go, no, 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 hierarchy. It doesn't care about what race or anything. So you can fight for whatever thing you want at the top. That thing at the top always becomes part of the pyramid. So... I mean, even with Mark, uh, Margaret Thatcher, there was a massive thing. The female, you say, mm. look back, you go, it really didn't matter what sex you were. It's mm. the, the system is the thing. But it fools you into thinking, well, it's not, it's not the system, it's the person. So what do we need? We needed a woman. Oh, that didn't work. We needed a black guy. Well, that didn't work. Maybe a trans person, because then they're nothing. Well, that didn't work. And you go, well, how many of these things are you going to keep going through until you get a dolphin up there and say, well, maybe we can't need a human. because they. But the, the, sorry, one thing. So, I mean, when Margaret, well, Margaret actually got in, a woman, yeah, she had all the thing, the Women's Institute behind her. Um, and I listened to her assistant on the radio, I think it was Radio 4, she said, she was female, and she said, uh, so I was the last female in the door. And she said, but hiring females, door closed behind me because she said, I do not want any women working here because she was obviously like thought to her, it was a weakness to, mm-hmm. so she went in on that ticket and she said, literally the door closed behind me. She said, I don't want it. She said, I don't want any women working like around me. I think, so it's just bullshit. It's just mm-hmm. once that door closes, America, England, once that door closes, it's just another day. And all that thing is, was just used to get them in there. So it doesn't matter. It could be like obviously in the European countries, the, the white people are more prominent in the bigger positions, so that can change because of mixing and things like that. And then you could have more a mixed race people or black people. The hierarchy will still there will still be a hierarchy of people. One will get pushed down, the other go. It doesn't matter who's there. We're apes. It's the big thing in society that we can't admit to that there are certain structures that we always fall into. So it doesn't matter what role you're fighting for, what colour you are. There will always be a hierarchy of uh, people below you that go down, and some people go up. I mean, the race thing will vanish just because of mixing. It will be death throes of the last white people and the last pure black people. But in a hundred thousand years or whatever, that's all gone. Once you've invented planes and boats, it just it goes away. There won't be any pure white people or pure black people. Just go anyway. So in two hundred years, they'll look back and say there used to be a thing called race. Like it doesn't doesn't exist now. And they'll look at it in historical books. Um, so it's just this fighting to make things work the 
perfect way. It's just such a waste of time. It's just, it, it don't, there's be a hierarchy. People at the top will take from the people at the bottom. That is it. Um, and we're not as, as spiritually aware enough for, to change that. So for the moment, we're apes. But saying, well, we'll put that person in charge because that will fix things. We needed somebody like that or a person of that color or a person of that sex. It's just a waste of time. The system's the problem and it diverts your attention away from the actual problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Charles, I rambled on. Uh, Forgot You've forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I suppose we, yeah, we delegate. I mean, that's the thing with democracies. We dele- obviously we delegate lots of stuff. I don't know how um, an effective prison system works. I have no interest in learning that, and I'm quite happy it to pay a bit of tax to let someone else deal with that, who hopefully does know what they're doing. Uh, the issue, hap- of course, comes along is when people don't know what they're doing, to be honest. And um, I think we have the issue with this government competency. You know, I mean, even even beyond their ideal, gee, I don't agree with, but like. It's just competency, I think, with 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 lots of these. Yeah, no, you you do like, don't you're letting you're doing that thing of letting them get away with things. It's not about lack of competency. It's how much can I get away with mm-hmm. until I can't get away with it anymore. How much corruption can you actually get? Or how much shame can you actually get away with until you reach that peak? You go right, no more, or you're going to lose your job. That's what happens. It's not. Do you nice. remember the uh, MPs' expenses scandal yeah, and yeah. how that just unravelled? Um, and that was a very interesting moment in British history when it was the um, broadcasters and the journalists who were holding the politicians yeah. to task. And you know, they really, uh, and then you felt that after that there was a retaliation yeah. against the broadcasters and there was a lot more regulation, yeah, yeah. Uh, which introduced a, a whole era of, of self censorship. It's just, uh, it's, and just, and unfortunately, the uh, the government becoming intertwined with um, media organisations like never before. I mean, when you look at um, some of uh, Boris Johnson and David Cameron's advisors, um, they literally, you know, you have deputy editor of the Daily Mail, and then he goes off and becomes chief policy uh, person for for David Cameron for three years, and then goes back to being deputy editor of the Mail. Mm. That's. <laughs> I mean, and time and time again, senior people in these organisations, the Telegraph, Spectator, they go off, they do a couple of years, literally in government, being a senior aide, and yeah. then they go back to, to the newspaper. But that's what I mean. There the, is such a crossover. The system now, you know? is so bad, the, the problem is so bad that we're sort of, we can't accept it. So we just sort of make excuses. Like you say, competency. No, it's not competency. It's what well, you can get away with. I, it's not, I, th- I it's think not like they don't know what's going in, on. In a way, this is where you're regulating. You're right here, you guys. You yeah. are saying how you th- see things. You're doing it in a re- respectful way. You put out your the video on a, a public platform, and people can make comment, mm-hmm. which is like the real marketplace. You know, yeah, it's the, like a, the Roman. The only thing that will change things is just knowledge from people from the bottom. You can't ask the people at the top to change. It doesn't, the humanly, it doesn't work. So it's only the changing of roots underneath. But, but why not? I mean, I think we can expect more. I think we should be able to expect more. Oh, yeah, you have to you keep know. the hammer on them. Otherwise, yeah. they will just run them I'm off. Saying, but you, you know, can't I'm change saying... it from the top. That's the point. That doesn't make any sense. Um, you can only fix the next generation coming along. Yes, poss- possibly. I mean, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, really... With our, with our political system and our society, I was thinking, yeah, if I was starting again, there's not an awful lot I'd keep, to be honest. Like, I do yeah. think I'd change an awful lot of stuff. What, just would, have... you, what would you keep? Um, the House of Commons is a nice building. I mean, I think just as a with building. a lot of tradition, yeah. <laughs> I think we need, I think we need a, a big, huge change. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a, a Republican in the small R sense. Mm-hmm. That word means awful lot of stuff, but I'm a Republican in that we should be Republican 
they, we can keep the royal family, whatever, but they shouldn't just be part of the our political system. I just don't see why, basically, and I never heard a good, good, good enough excuse. The only thing that I can see is of great value is that uh, with the monarch holding the position of being head of state, church, and army, n- none of those institutions can right, yeah. control the others. Yeah. So that would be the thing that I think is yeah. is yeah, yeah, worth yeah. having a figurehead yeah. who is the nominal head of all those three institutions. Because I wouldn't like to live in a military dictatorship yeah. or a church. Yes. Yeah. Um, true, but then I don't think that necessarily the heads of state should also be the heads of our state religion as well. That's I think that's slightly weird. Um, and as I said, they can be off. I mean, there's lots of countries. Uh, Spain still has their monarchy, but they... Uh, they are a democracy. I think they're president and stuff, and and they but they're still there, and they're still in all the tabloid newspapers, and they all get married and doing their own thing and dashing about speedboats and having a wonderful time. But they're just not an official part of a part of the of, of, of our you know political system. And I just think it's very odd. I think the House of Lords is very again very odd, and it's one of those things that I think that they people. I think that people try not to think about, and, and certainly the media do, don't think about, don't think about, don't think about. Because anytime anyone sits down and goes, "Hang on a sec," you mean to say that all these people are just just inherit things or appointed there for life? And you're like, "Yep," and I don't no, get to no, say no. that, and they can have a say in laws. And you're like, "Yep," and they're like, "That doesn't sound very right." And then they're like, "No, no, 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 stop, stop, yeah, stop." Yeah. So it is trying to change itself, and you know, there's a limit to how many more generations will have inherited titles. So, and I do think uh, an upper chamber checking the legislation coming out of the Commons mm. is a useful thing. Yes, but it's all necessary. Yeah, it's all sort of... It needs to be there, but it needs to be elected. I think that's the that's the thing. So you definitely need a second chamber, but that needs to be elected. I mean, I, I don't see it's why. a lot of little things. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're grabbing at straws as well. It's not as bad because they sort of go, well, this isn't. Why is that not the pinnacle of what you think a good members of society should be? That's what that should be. Represent the best of the best. You go, no, it's the opposite. Go, but, but, sometimes, but sometimes people who have working experience of a, an industry yeah. might be more useful as legislators yeah. than elected representatives you know, well, look, poli- you know if you've got if you've had years of experience in car yeah, manufacturing it should almost be like accountancy it should be no more problem than that i said the system isn't how much money in and how much money has to get dispersed to certain things to run a country that seems to work the problem is when people say right we'll do the country thing in the accountancy but first we've got to do my career then the career of my party mm. and whatever we decide then then we do based on that that is what it is there's no point saying why does that person do that because he's not thinking about a country he's thinking about a job mm. and then the people in his party and where he stands them then whatever else they go out and do pr based on that but if you've got everyone making deals and siphoning off money and well i'm my friend here and we've got money to do well, you but- go but this is you're doing it based on you're filtering the country the running the country through one person's career it goes through that filter first then into the party and what the party say then it gets to the well what we got left to deal with we'll deal with for the country no you take the people out i always said you could solve politics it's it's simple you just take money out of it you make sure there's nobody that can be uh, corrupted by money or power so if you're going to do this you can't do this this and this for 10 years after so just mm-hmm. so you know going into it if you're going to do this you have to have done this, this, and this first, so you can't fake it. 
So you, it's, it just take money out, and then suddenly the, the evil and the the it just vanishes. It's just like it's very I was, simple. I was, well, I was going to say yes. Unfortunately, I don't I, I don't know if how how well democracy can survive moving in the future unless we start regulating money and how money is influencing that system because yeah. it the, the the bigger the more money that is available and the more these companies make just the more they will spend i mean they have they've had reports recently about the oil companies and how much they've been spending with sort of climate change misinformation um they had a, a report recently about uber and about how much they were spending it all across every Western country to to, to undermine uh, employment laws yeah. and make sure that they weren't classed that they, the workers weren't classed as actual yeah. employees, so that they didn't have any rights, so that you know they could just charge whatever. Um, there is just there's just so much money now, like so in these is, industries. You're talking about lobbying, really. Aren't yeah. you? Yes, yes, yes. I think yeah. which in America is considered respectable, yeah. and here we're very squeamish about mm-hmm. it. It's bribery, isn't it? It's legal bribery. Yeah, um, it's also it's also such a big. It's, it's strange, isn't it? Because I think in America, I was thinking about this. The, the people spend awful, depending on the um, uh, the, the sort of prominence of an of a elected official in America. They they can make hundreds of thousands, millions, or you know, if you're the lobbyist for tobacco or whatever, the arms industry or Boeing or whatever the heck, you know, whoever whoever you're shilling for. Um, but like the, it is, uh, it, it's so petty. Like when they see when you see how much some of our MPs like they've got n- named MPs that you would recognise the name of, and they've taken like seven grand from like yeah. some insurance firm to sort yeah. of gut the you know the new insurance bill, and it, they, it's so petty. It's such a small amount some of these people are taking to sell their souls. Yeah, yeah. You know, to sell. Their well, that's countries. what I say. You just need some eventual one generation will get sick of something will change and they say right, we're putting these ironclad laws now, and bang. No money. You can't take any money from everyone. What's the problem? Why would you even argue against that? And if you do argue against that, what does that say about you? So from this year, there's no more money coming into politics. It's accountancy. That's all it is. I also say drug tests for every MP at random, regular. Well, I said... I, I want stop- that right now. I want that right. I want it, I want it public as well. I want, I want them to do P tests at random, and I want that public knowledge, and I want suspensions for people who fail, because I am curious how many people... Uh, would fail that how many cabinet ministers currently would fail that to be honest well, i said when i went to the parliament or wherever it was i went and had that meeting and it was like uh, half 11 in the morning and there was the bar was open people were drinking alcohol and i was mm. thinking what this is a real thing what other work would you be sat drinking alcohol in the morning just like that's normal it just goes right now it's going on you know what so it's just rules but you know, i said my, a friend of mine said to me he said if you look at it, it went just before I went in as well. He said it just looked the House of Parliament just looks like a university. They've just mm. gone from one place there with the silliness and the rules and the thing and the groups of people and ha ha, and it goes to another one. It's called Parliament. It's just another same leather, same wood, oak woods thing, same rules and things like that. And you've now got that they come out. Well, actually, Orson Wells, uh, Orson Wells said he said it was strange because he said. You shouldn't hate, um, this was after like Nixon and all that, they were talking about politicians. And he said, you shouldn't hate politicians. He said, they're just actors. They don't believe in anything. They just, whatever they have, role they have to do. And it, and when you go, well, they're told what to wear. You know, they're dressed. They have to read from scripts. They'll stick to that script as well. They don't believe in anything. It's just what's needed for the audience. And the party. Yeah, yeah the party. And you go, 
They really are. Because you know, I was listening to um, Question Time a couple of weeks ago. Just put it on. Every now and again, I put it on. And it's sort of like sadomasochism because I watched just to see how bad they are. And it is robot speaking. So I would, they would say their speech is just hollow, just statements. They do no talking, just statements. You ask me something, I read a statement. You ask me another question, I just read a statement. And then I just went back to the earliest one I could find and played that one. And it was like the same thing. The, the, the platitudes that would come out, just hollow statements about nothing. You go, this is on every week. And this is politics now. They stand up and they say a speech at you. Mm-hmm. You're not talking to a human being. It's just, I'm saying this because of this purpose. There's no meaning behind it. You know, tough on immigration. We're going to sing this. We're going to get this. You go, you're saying nothing. And you've been doing it for generations. And people have got used to it. So now it's normal. Well, Just say nothing. That format, if you were allowed a follow-up question, that's the thing. Because often people have their, right, okay, uh, okay, um, uh, cost of living crisis, right, okay. And they go, duh, 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 right, got my pre-prepared bit that I've, the, yeah. the, the paragraph that's, that I've memorized. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. so I would say this, 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 this. And you go, and it's nonsense and rubbish and, and, and you can pick holes in it. Yeah. What they never allow you to do, and this is what they don't do on news, most news things, is, is the follow-up question, because you, you need that follow-up question to go, actually, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, you're not actually addressing but the see, issue this here. Is the problem. This doesn't make any sense. And it's that, it's that potential for a follow-up question that will be really interesting. No, but the, the, the whole system, when we're talking about media and all that being... The, the point is, the media aren't on your side that much. They, it feels like some of them are, but if you did make a fool of them you don't get the interview next time. That's built oh, yeah, into the system. Is, yeah. Right. So why would you do it? You can say enough that it looks like you're, well, people are saying that this and this. Many you say the speech, and then you go on to the next thing. If you said, excuse me, say, uh, just answer the question. You can't do that because then you won't get another answer. Right. You won't get it. So You've got one they, shot. they know you can ask them the question, let them say their repost to it because that's all it is, but don't make a fool of them. Don't, hold them to it because then they'll cancel the other thing and the other thing and the other thing Mm -hmm. and now you're one of those people that the media won't speak to those politicians won't speak to but they all know that Paxman Paxman yeah he used to he used to you know yeah he got away with that for decades like being being a bit of a bully to be honest like I think that was of his time not now he's a personality type I mean I think he was bullying the right type of people you know when you he's an attack dog I think if you aimed him in the right direction great you know aim it at the bad people that's fine I'm sure he's one of these people who would just be gnawing his own feet off if you just left him you know it'd be awful to his assistant or something you know what I mean it'd be, it'd be dreadful to people around him if he wasn't just directed um, I've, I've met and worked to people like that they're great at their job and they're very antagonistic but yes unless they pointed sometimes in the right direction then it can then they can be awful right so let, let's end the politics I don't know how we got down here. what did we start talking off about I, was it the funeral was no it, funeral? it was uh it was the oh the use snowflakes of, use of the m word in the classroom oh, right, i think snowflakes, the, uh... right, yeah <laughs> but yeah with leads to fascism and, and slowly moved into politics yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but look this is why i don't get involved in it all until we take money out don't spend generations asking questions about why this and why they did that and the moral code and all that there is no moral code Take money out and the problem gets solved. They, people will go somewhere else. And, we, Take the and money. we're in a period where we've, um, 
we don't really trust our leaders now because mm. we know that there was a lot of attempts at brainwashing during the mm. pandemic. And I think that undermined certainly my confidence in what was being said. Oh, so uh, we don't need a mask this week, but we have to wear a mask next week. Mm. And it's fried a lot of people's trust. Anytime you don't understand what they're doing, you can be guaranteed that they're trying to figure out things out to do with their money and power. Why did you go with those companies and not that one that was ready well because there's money's in over here and let's not say a bit about incompetency because i think if they just come out and said flat out there was there was some ambiguity and confusion and backtracking over certain things and this you know about use masks and vaccines and stuff i think if they just come out were honest to start with okay this is the situation just trusted the general public right this is sit down you know right okay this is the reality of the situation this is what the situation we're facing unless we reach you know 70 whatever it's 70 you know it, this will spread this fast if we don't do something yeah but you're, so we need to you're, do you're something. we need to hit 75 percent uh, vaccinated rate in order to get to get the get everyone back out on the streets and get everything going it's what we want this is our end game you this is this, just just be honest you yeah know but I mean? see that's that's your problem you say you're talking with logic and let's just say the things happening the the pandemic we should do what you just said that's the right thing to do tell people blah blah blah. yeah that's fine but i'm a politician and how's this going to make me look if we close down and it goes wrong i don't know what we're going to do about this so let's wait what about the people dying don't about that because I don't want to do something that's going to make me look stupid. And my party is saying don't because there's something else in it make them look good. And they're saying that. So again, you have to go through the filter. It's not logic. You don't say, well, someone's ill. We'll keep them out of the room. They go, well, what they might get, I've got to get a lift home from them. So I don't want to, yeah, but we might die. Yeah. But let's wait to see if they definitely are. It always has to go through a filter of one person's career followed by any question. It's not logic. That, well, that, that, that bit when Boris Johnson stood up, sorry. Alexander Johnson, I think Boris humanises him yeah. a bit too much, makes him sound silly, uh, makes him sound like you know, Boris. like a little puppy or something. But he's not; he's a dread, dreadful, yeah. dreadful oaf, <laughs> basically. And um, but he's—I mean, I remember he stood up in Parliament, said categorically, "We will not do another lockdown." Hundred percent, I would die in a ditch. I think that's—I think it was the die in a ditch. Uh, well, no, that was over Northern Ireland's protocol. But he said, this is category line in the sand. I, this is this is the hill I die on. We will never, ever do a lockdown. About four days later. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, just you don't have to use that type of language. You yeah. can just say, look, okay, um, the situation is currently we are we are hoping to not do another lockdown. However, if this if if the if the numbers change, if the fact reality on the ground changes, we might have to alter that position. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. that's the response you but give. I'm a politician. That's, you give the honest response, yeah, just to say you're doing it again. What? Yeah, I'm the I'm Boris, and I say I don't really that, care about things that happen. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to look silly, so I'm going to say whatever suits me. So I'm just going to well, the whole so, country. So I'm going to be proven an, an oaf and a buffoon four days later, or five no, days later, when, when I had to do a complete 180. But, I'm yeah. saying it's incom- I'm saying it makes him look bad. It makes him stupid. Yeah, didn't, do you remember when the Heathrow was going to be built, and he said like. I will lay, I'll lay in front, down in front of oh, the, the tractor. Runway, and yeah. then it happened. And then he yeah. just went on holiday. You so know? we want consistency in our leaders. We want them to not be hypocrites. Yeah, we want them to not be corrupt, not be hypocrites, not be selfish. You go, well, you've, you've just erased politics then. <laughs> that is what we it is. We want philosopher kings. Yeah, I don't want any, I don't want self-serving, <laughs> yes, With a greedy. good sense of humour. Yeah. yeah. I think you should just have to, you should have to serve a certain amount of time in society and then you get picked out from whatever school. You have to have been a teacher for a certain many years, blah, blah, blah. And you come in, that's your wage, if you don't like it. And it could be like, I don't know what companies would filter out 
give you i suppose police might get checked financially to say like that you're not corrupt you haven't got any blah blah back background to uh, bankruptcies or anything like that i say what you're going to come into politics this is it right we're going to come to politics this is what you get paid 50 70 000 pound a year that is it that is the job and you're not allowed to take money from anywhere else and you have to supply your bank records every five years mm. people say well that's quite fussy it is Unless you're a good person, and you go, well, no, I want to be, I want to help the side. The only people that would complain, you go, well, you're out, you're out, you're out. Why are you complaining? I thought you wanted to do good. We're giving you a good wage. Yeah, but yeah, but okay. So let's just remove that. Take money out. The problem will. Every other problem that we talk about over generations will go away because people go, well, there's no money or power in it. Well, I better get a job as a CEO over here then. No privilege. I can't get in because of money. There's no point saying power. Power is money. So you won't be able to get in. You won't be able to force people to do anything that aren't where there's no money at the end of it. There's no point. So just take money out. Then it gets rid of all the other. Other than that, if you've got money in there, it will pull people. It will siphon people in that are greedy. And that's why the problems happen. Uh, yeah, I'm voting for you. But it's just it's like childish common sense. I don't know because I've said, I don't want to keep going on about it, but I didn't know. I didn't learn to read till I was nearly 30 and I lived on the streets and things like that. So I don't know anything. So I just looked at it with fresh eyes and going, this is like embarrassing. How have you, why have you allowed all this to be the way it is? Because you just grew up in it. But it's from somebody outside, just go, what are you doing? Why, what are these, the, I thought these were supposed to be the pinnacle of society, these morally, you go, well, they tell us they are, but that's PR. How can you not even know that? Like why, so why have the conversation? I can't listen to radio because when I listen to somebody talk about why did so-and-so, can you believe it? Yeah, I can believe it. Because it's a selfish thing that's a, designed to siphon in money and make them powerful and move on to the next thing. So why are you questioning why they're doing so? I can't even listen to that because it's stupid. It's like, why is that person walking into the wall? Well, turn him the other way. No, he keeps walking. He's going to keep doing it. What, why are you having conversations over generations? A guy I knew when I was about 25, something like that, he said, oh, I don't watch this and that. He said, because the politicians, he said, when I was growing up, they were talking about immigration and taxes and all that. And he was 70. So go and put go and put question time on now. Immigration taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Am I in like some sort of weird like nobody's this hasn't changed? Well, it, these are this is why I suppose it's the perpetual thing is because these will never be solved. I mean taxes. But it's only people always don't. moan about that. Yeah, because people always feel that very few people think, you know what? I think I'm paying just the right amount of tax. I'm very happy with my tax bill. So, and, and it's also about somebody else deciding how to spend that collective indeed. money. And you may or may not approve of the war that they want to start or the railway project they want to do. You know, the. But it's just people, yeah, people, people, more and more people are saying, well, actually, I would like this money to go to this thing and not to that thing. I don't want it to go to the Trident nuclear project. I want it to go to. Um, whatever food banks or schools or whatever, but you know, everything's nice and simple. But if you've got politicians that are greedy and then you've got a media that decides what is something morally right or wrong, everything's nice and simple. What do we need? Hospitals, safety, housing. That's very, very simple to do, but it becomes complicated when you put human beings careers in front and their careers are more important around the country the country's irrelevant it doesn't they don't care who the people are it's not because they're nasty they just don't care there's no empathy for that in the same way if i said to you aren't you annoyed that you've probably stepped on some insects on the way here i mean be funny you don't you're not a nasty person i just don't care no, it, and that's it, what politics yeah. stop talking to them like there's some they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do when you're a greedy it's, person in a greedy that's what they do why are you questioning it it's the mentality of orson wells giving his speech in the um in the 
um, uh, the auditorium. Citizen K. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Oh. Uh, uh, third man. When he's in. Oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> when he's in, when he's in the um, uh, oh, what's it? No, Mary, not Mary go round. Ferry. Ferry. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the ferry and he gives his whole speech about the So you look down there and you see all those dots. Yeah. You know what if I told you? Uh, you know, one of those, one of those, one of those dots stop moving. You know, would you feel anything? Yeah. He goes, "What if I told you uh, I'll give you fifty pounds for every dot yeah. that stops moving?" Oh, yeah. You start Perfect. adding up about how many dots you could, exactly, uh, yeah. you know, you could afford but to that's lose. That's it, it's, and it's yeah, and that's that is into the, the thing. PR. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the the way they talk in public. If you could just, and then they walk into another room and they go back to their friends, and then they start to talk like human beings with normal flows of conversation and the cadences of a normal conversation. If you could just lift that wall up like a theater and just listen to them talk. You go, they don't give flying shits. They just come out and the, open the door and they become an actor on stage. Mm-hmm. And until you absorb that you're watching a play, this isn't real. So stop asking that character. You go, you, if I'm going to take you to the theatre and let them do a play and then I'll try and meet them after and saying, do you, so you think that you go, no, no, they're not really a Victorian. Go, no, but they were. Like I saw them. You go, do you understand they're an actor? Would you understand we're in the theatre? Yeah, but I don't understand why they're they're not dressing up as a lion. You go, it's a th- play. Do you understand? It's a pl- That's how I feel. It's like you're watching a play. And then when you say they're dressed, they're giving scripts, you go, do you understand? what I go, yeah, but anyway. You go, no, they're an actor. How, how many soaps how many soap stars have said that they've you know experienced they've been on the tube or whatever and someone's come up to punch them in the face? Is it, how right, dare yeah, you have exactly, a, how yeah. dare you cheat on Sonia or whatever? You know, I, I just, and there's another person that he said that um he, he, his character had some financial problems at Christmas. I think he tried to kill himself at Christmas or whatever. I think it's EastEnders. Yeah. And uh, people were coming up to him and giving him money, saying, mate, mate, oh, you're going through a bad time. It's fine. And he's just like, no, yeah, no. Yeah, he had to explain, I'm an actor. But that's what and I get paid a very decent wage by the BBC, and it's a television program. Yeah. It is fiction. And I'm not real. And they were like, no, 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 no just, just fine. Yeah. Between you and me, take it. And so he would sometimes take the money. He said, just give it to put it in the charity <laughs> box. You know what I mean? Cause he, he just couldn't. Right. So he, <laughs> he, just, he just couldn't, he got so tired of it. having to explain what's fiction and what's reality. To but me. that, like fundamentally, you wouldn't, I wouldn't, I see, I don't think, well, that's a stupid person. I think that's just someone who's become delusional, you know, but I always, almost think that about a lot of the rest of society. I look at you and I don't know what you're thinking. Why do you not assume that they're acting? I mean, you, and the worst thing is, you know they are, but you don't care. That's probably the main thing. You know that that person can't be trusted. You know if I get them and I put them in front of you, they'll spin you some, oh, what a nice person. You go, right, well, let's look at their history. Let's look at the decisions they made. You go, they're not, like they're acting in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why you all don't go along with it. I think it's because we all have self-preservation in mind. And it's like if somebody did say, okay, I'm open to everything you say, what are we going to do? You say, you don't know what we've got to do, but you don't want to know because you've got a house and you've got a mortgage and you've got fine. But what if you've lived on the streets? What if you've had nothing and you look at stuff that's really bad? You go, we'll change it. No, because I've got a car and a mortgage and I don't really want to. Okay, that's fine. But just know that your problems, you're kicking the can down the road for your children to deal with, but worse. Just admit that to yourself. Can't do it. So what I have to do is just go, let me just go to my job. I'll moan about things and whinge, but I'm not going to be the one to change anything. Okay, so you're letting your kids do it. Yeah, but it's going to be harder for them. What that raises for me is the fact that we know at some level that we create enough wealth collectively that everyone could have a safe place to live and enough to eat. Yeah, but uh, the problem with that is 
they don't want that because that's no, the last thing they want. They don't want your kids going to school with their kids. They don't want you. They don't want the black family living in their street. They don't, that's the thing they do not want. So they're saying equality and all that. That's the last thing that they want is people from an urban environment coming into their environment. Well, they like things the way they are. They, they're, they're modus operandi is to keep things the way they are for us and keep you over there. And then just spin propaganda to keep it that way, but make it look like we want equality. Oh, so you want the open kids to go to school with your kids? I I, I don't even think people are talking about I don't think this particular government is even even giving lip service to, we want a fair and equal society. We want a society where everyone's given a decent opportunity. They, they've just even given up with the, yeah, the, I mean, the, the rhetoric, the press, even, the, even yeah. the rhetoric, even the empty rhetoric yeah. that that might be. Um, I think that's been given up on. Because what I see now is like, when I saw that, I saw the leadership election going on, the, the, the debates, sorry, and I saw all those candidates lined up. All oh, those little goblin people in their grey suits just lined up. And, I just, and, and they said, okay, well, what do you, cost of living, what, what's your plan for it? And not, and this was initially when there was the six, five or six, six candidates. Um, not one of them had an answer. I mean, not even a pretend like I'm going to, I'm going to go to the fuel companies and I'm going to negotiate a better deal. And I'm going to um, discuss this. And I've got, poli- I've got ideas to, to change policy so we can, you know, help uh, uh, working class families and help the poorest. And all. They, they didn't even bother to have the, have an answer. They just were quiet. They just were silent. But this is, and they said I mean. to anyone, and, and, and the, the host was like, it's anyone, got anything, yeah. anything, any of you, and they all just sat in their hands and went... Right, and why that's happened is because, I don't mean to be personal, because your parents didn't do anything, so it got worse. Remember what I said before, they do as much as they can get away with. So eventually, you will just have billionaires running for politics. It will just get worse. It will be well, somebody that's less removed than before. You did nothing. Okay, let's have somebody else that's less removed than before. We, we oh, you do. did nothing again. I mean, Rishi Sunak is worth... Three, four, five, yeah, no, six hundred I mean. million, or whatever. Yeah, but, but that and his wife happened. is worth uh, an awful lot between them. They're but worth ev- an awful lot because yeah. they're becoming slowly one more removed from society, and it will become a point where somebody didn't even go to uni; they just lived with their parent. They were a rich kid, blah blah blah. Now they're fifty and a bolt a billionaire because you did nothing the generation before, and they did the generation before. And maybe also the um, problems that we need to address are. So, require such a seismic shift in thinking yeah. about the future of work, about the fact that in our generation we will reach peak population on the planet, um, and we need air to breathe and you know water to drink. Mm-hmm. They, they, we have um, these giant problems, and they are beyond individuals' capacity to change. Uh, decisions on because the problem is too big that's the thing the problem and it, is, so, and it is and yeah. it's supranational yeah. you know it's no good us cleaning up our pollution act if china's still belching out yeah but see the, the, this is you again the bigger picture is this while they're trying to get to another planet who do you think is going to go to another planet when they start i'm to really set up happy with this planet i think this planet is just so breathtakingly beautiful when there's we're all when there's double when there's 14 billion people it won't be 14 it, they, the projection is that around about 10 it starts to level out so that's actually playing into the thing about what you do with corpses yeah yeah because yeah. in this country it, the projection is that i think by 
2080, we get to peak population and then it starts to decrease. And it's. Uh, yeah, but that's, so a, what, that's not good. What roughly would that be then? Do you know? Were they, the, are they the, estimating on that model? I, uh, the global population is projected at 10 billion. Okay. And, and, and the country? I they, can't remember okay. what Britain comes out at on that, uh, whether it's 70, 70 million. Third, third more, yeah. Um, let's say roughly a third more would be pushing 90, 100, maybe, possibly. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, but then, that, and, that is, uh, and also, can I just throw in here that mm. the thing that I feel passionately about that we really need to take care of are our trees. And I've been deeply, deeply affected by a book by a German forester, Peter Wolgelen, The Hidden, the Hidden History of Trees. Mm. And um, he has become a superstar in Germany. And it's in translation. And I no longer see them as street furniture. Now they are, in my mind, slow-moving creatures whose future is intrinsically connected to ours. You know, they communicate with each other underground. They look after their young. They have um, they they have allies with other species of trees. So you know, giraffe is coming along and is going to eat your leaves. The tree will not only send out horrible tasting chemicals into its own leaves. It will send under the underground uh, communications a message that gets everybody else ahead to send out horrible tasting leaves and they uh, um, are absolutely essential for um, keeping water retention you know the, the cloud is one of our great friends you know without cloud we have parched soil you know, we, we need that water. We need those trees all along the edge. We can't really afford to let countries mow down their forests for beef or for lithium batteries. You know, the, the, the trees need to, to be there. And this author, he says, um, we talk about managing forests. Like we go in there and um, if you're a forester and you thin it out, he says the trees can take care of themselves. They they know what they, they're doing. They've been doing that for a long time now. They're pretty good at sort of finding a balance to the to the ecosystem. Yeah, but yeah. the problem is we've got too many human beings cutting down too many, and eventually they go right. We're not. This isn't a fair playing. There's too many of you now. There's not one billion of you cutting us down. There's like ten billion of you cutting us down. Yeah. So now, I mean, it's, they need protection. Yeah. You know, like, we shouldn't even have to say. I mean, they clean the air. Like they give us air. Right. But you go. But I don't even blame the people doing it because they're poverty-stricken people, so you don't blame them, but it's the big corporation at the right. top. Yeah. But there, there's also, though, in South America, you know, you can see the, the corruption. If, if growing cocaine isn't enough for making you the top of your mm. mafia gang, then maybe it's logging yeah. rainforest. Just cutting down the lungs. Again, look at it from an alien going, you know the thing that keeps them alive? Yeah, they're cutting them down. And then they put a little stories about we're planting some. Yeah, you're planting a thousand, but you're knocking down two million. We're like, we're like one of those rats in an experiment where they have like the, the bottle of, with cocaine-laced water and then the food bottle, and we're just sat there just plugging away pleasure, 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 at, the pleasure, pleasure. at the pleasure bit until yeah. we just die, basically. But the problem, we would fix things. Most people would fix things. It's just if you've got a media telling you things and whisping things up, it, you don't think it's that big of a deal. It just, as I said before, only changes from the root. The only thing that, the thing that saves society really has been the internet because it's made you see what's going on. No, no. Sharp intake of no, breath. But there's bad points. But what I mean is young people that come up aren't looking at those news channels. Um, 
they, I, they, they, it started to spread out. Mm. So, and no, but the, all the bad things you can say don't outweigh the fact that before then you had nobody knew anything. We didn't know about. I mean, you go back to cigarettes, the alcohol, the drugs. You thought, oh, if, if, whatever the, those main channels told us, that's all you know. You don't. But it's allowed you to go. Do you think that thing's wrong? Yeah, I think it. Do you? Do you yeah, well, look at this. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, so everything came out because of the internet has sort of opened everything up. We can't, the secrets have gone. It's, so that's it's, why the old generation got caught out because they didn't know all this stuff was going to come along and start, people are going to start talking amongst themselves. We thought you were just going to look at those channels and that's all we had to control. But now you're all sort of doing your own thing. It's like, oh Christ, now we've got to try and control this. Mm-hmm. But the knowledge about things that we all know about democracy and things, it's only come through people talking outside of the main channels Mm -hmm. so it saved us knowledge has saved us and that's why generation coming up might be better because they haven't been poisoned by the the mini channels that we've had i i think that it's just i think it's the same same shit different different day um and i do think that the 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 same misinformation and stuff is just gone through going to a different format and i do think that like unfortunately like there's such a lot of such a lot of, of very good stuff and very interesting stuff, but there's also lots of a lot of rubbish and a lot of weirdness out there. And as I said, like if I was a kid today growing up, I don't know how I would, how I, my, I don't know if my, I think my worldview would be very, very different, obviously, because I'm growing up in a, you know, different time. But I, I think even doing the same things, you know, like, I don't know, silly things, you know, being into football or being into video games or being into comics or being into films or whatever. Um, I think that those cultures have changed very differently. And in in these interests that I do have and still have, I look at the culture sometimes around, especially the internet culture, and I'm completely turned off by it, to be honest, you know. Which, what, Jasper? There's a lot of weirdness. Like I don't know, there's just just a lot, a lot of a lot of neg- negativity and weirdness, um, like around things like, like comic books, for instance. There's a lot of, um, there's a you know, there is a lot of uh, a, a sort of right wing people on, you know, who support who are supposed fans, but then they rubbish the whole thing all the time, and you know, very negative. And same thing with video game culture is that it's actually very toxic. You know what I mean? There's a toxic element to that. And when I was young, it was just like, oh, you just bought video games and played them with your friends and that was fun that's what you did with your friends and that was a bit of fun and like now it seems to be there's like a whole there's a whole toxic element of i have to like this and if i if i if i identify as this then i have to sort of take these attributes on and i have to sort of stick with this in group and then i have to have xyz values as well and i just didn't ever feel that when i was young you know yeah i mean it was simpler times but there's also <laughs> maybe, the corruption maybe was a me. lot lot worse because yeah. you didn't even know the corruption was there at least now because it's, I've said before, it's like the Wild West. It's all chaos. Nobody knows what mm. to do, what rules to imply over the internet. But at least now you go, oh, I get what's going on a bit more. People that are younger would never have known what the real corrupt, you know, he's a bad person there. But you didn't actually know all the lobbying and all the things. And you, you, now you can see the paperwork going to these places, the war and how much money was spent there. You didn't know any about mm. that, the, you know, uh, 200 billion was wasted in America in one year because of the Lockheed thing. And in England, they did this and the war cost that. You didn't know any of that. At least now this is a generation that's got all the information. But people are going, what do we do with it? What the, he's that and like that. How, how do we interpret that yeah, yeah but at least now you go well we know i mean podcasts that didn't exist 
So if you just wiped out all that, how much would you know if you removed anything to do with uh, um, sort of online education or anything like that? And it was just what you were taught. You were very, very ignorant. You were just trying to get through life. But now you go, God, I've got all this to deal with. Yeah, unfortunately, it's you've now realised how much pus was in the situation. And now you go, well, I've got to, what do we do? But we're that generation. See, the other generation will then go, well, we need to fix that. We need to fix that if they don't clamp down on it. But that's what it is. Right, let's get off of politics. Yes. Let's yes, try and deal with something sorry, else. it's got to be like... So yeah, we so... Um, normally we, we've uh, got 15 minutes. Oh, it's the same, I would think. Um, I was going to say normally... Do you want to do speed awareness like or egg okay. donors? Egg speed donors. Aware- which, okay. which would you prefer? What? Speed donors or egg- speed awareness a bit more. We've yeah, got yeah, more yeah. to say on it. Go, what's your, what's your opinion on speed awareness? <laughs> so, it was an unusual day for me. Uh, I'm not often driving midweek, but a friend of mine had had his wallet picked on the underground the day before and he could didn't have his ticket to get home to edinburgh so i gave him a ride to king's cross and i was coming back home down caledonian road and i was looking at the road ahead it was a bit unfamiliar to me i was looking at the road ahead and a few days later in came the letter telling me i'd been going at 24 miles an hour down at 20 miles um and anyway so um you get no option, really. You can either have can the points... Can I stop you before you say anything? We pick up right there what you said. But remember what I said about the certain things in life that don't feel right, that you'll yeah. always buff against. So 30 miles an hour is a bit slow. When you're asking human beings to go 20 miles an hour, it's now stepped into, when I'm actually doing 20, this doesn't feel right. The law doesn't seem to fit what society... This doesn't... So that's, right. that's another thing where it's not going to work. You're just going to have loads of tickets. But I think it's and designed... And you and I, we all know that it's been done because the councils are going to make more money out of it. We know yeah, but that. that's what I said, money. And it will create more like, tickets because you're doing an unnatural level of speed. And you, it was an empty road. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's designed to get the tickets the out of you. That's right. Because it's forcing you to do something unnatural. And then you get the choice. Yeah. You can either take the points yeah. and the fine... Yeah. Or you can just v- voluntary pay for your speed awareness course, yeah. your online speed speed awareness course. Yeah. So I went through all the um, available ones, and it turned out that the cheapest at seventy three pounds was at Hartley Pool. So I signed up for one of those. I felt very passive aggressive about it. <laughs> you can imagine. So all I say, whoever's teaching the courses, go to the company above them, and then go to that company above them, and somewhere there will be money connected to the government the courses as well as the tickets lovely jubbly I'm sure there's a company with yeah. a contract yeah, yeah. Uh, what he did well so there were i can't say eight or nine of us sitting online on a zoom the first thing he says if i see any of you looking down at your phone you are going to be deleted immediately Bloody and hell. you can't continue you can't conclude the course yeah. first rule second yes miss (laughs) (laughs) so uh then he goes through everybody why are you there why are you there and i went to 65 miles an hour you know um but the fact is that it was quite interesting and on the it doesn't feel natural his point about that was that um if you were in an automatic car you i would have been at second gear going at 20 miles an hour and it's only because I'm in a manual-driven car that I feel like I need to keep my foot on on the gas. You know that. Um, yeah, it doesn't really work. I understand why I, saying it. And... But as the, um, I think it was two hours as yeah. as the time went on, and I was looking at all these signs. I mean, I learned to drive so long ago through British School of Motoring, which he had to explain to everybody else on this course stood for BSM 
stood for yeah. British School of Motoring. I learned so long ago that I still, when I want somebody to overtake me, I wind down my window, imaginary, and I go like this <laughs> so that they'll overtake, yeah. which must really confuse anybody yeah, yeah, under yeah. the age of 40. <laughs> and uh, if I want somebody to, if I want to show that I'm going to turn left, I'll go like this, yeah. because that's yeah, yeah, how long yeah. ago yeah, I was taught. Yeah. We were being shown signs that I didn't even know existed. And it did occur to me, I passed my test when I was... Um, uh, not the first time I've took I've had to take a few, and I had more driving lessons than any single person I know. But uh, I passed it in the 1970s, and um, a lot of things have changed since then. And it just suddenly occurred to me I should have been doing a refresher course every decade since then. And yeah. in fact, I think that's really I think insurance companies yeah. should be paying for them because I think it would reduce hugely how much they're paying out. And I think that, and I'm going to say it here in public, first of all, but mm -hmm. I think it would be a great idea if every decade after getting your full licence, you did a voluntary refresher course. Yeah, of every the... 10 years, there's no problem with that, every 10 years, especially over a certain age. It is what it is, you know, eyesight, things like that. Cause uh, I... And just as I said, just refreshing, just, just yeah. refresh of your skills. You do anything for, for long enough. Well, I mean, it's, it's useful. change on the road that you haven't been the, told. The yeah. smart lanes, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've seen them on motorways. Yeah. I don't really know what they mean. See, I'm... I'm <laughs> I've I've done many speed awareness courses. I've done them. All. I've done the one because what people don't realise is no. You do what? you do a different course. You depending on where you got the ticket. So, I thought you could only do one every three years. No, no, yeah, but there's different types of courses. So if you get so if you get uh, done speeding, I suppose twenty miles now. You're in a residential area. There's a course that comes along with that. If you get done speeding on the motorway, you get another chance to do a course that's to do with that. And then there's, I can't remember the third one. I think it's to, if you jump a red, like dangerous driving, then like a phone or something like that. There's you a get course an option. That, yeah, so you, get, you can do three types of courses and I've, I've done them all and I've done one twice. But you can only do them once every three years. You can't get done doing the same act thing on the same road. You so, won't, so you just have to switch it up then, basically. Yeah, just don't yeah. get... If yeah, you're going to jump a speed, red light yeah. and then go on yeah. the motorway and then in the... So I'll go down area. for speeding. I need to concentrate on jumping red lights yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> just mix it up. There's yeah. different types of courses. <laughs> But, so the 20 miles an hour thing, that's, firstly, they, I agree with you, you should have to do a course. Um, over 50, you have to have an eyesight test. You, you, you got it. you can't, I, you see people trying to park and you go, I remember trying to park a test. How do you park? A, you can't even get into a normal big space without the thing backing out. Um, so some people just can't do it anymore. Um but the 20 mark gone i've i've noticed this it's this is something i've started to yeah. do now when like when i'm reading something i'm starting to go and i'm actually starting to go like this now with things and i'm like that's that's, that's not a good sign yeah. already you and know you're driving a car but you just don't you for, hit someone for, you don't even for know. listeners i'm i'm gesturing moving yeah, something yeah, yeah, further yeah. away because obviously yeah. My, my, my yeah my but my medium yeah. my long your, side your arm is shrinking yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um but then so they say like the 20 mile an hour thing it's just a complete joke. Yes. Nobody... So, th so the thing that was being drummed down our uh, throats on this course was that it's saving children's lives because um, at that speed, you're less likely to kill a child who runs into the road. And of course, I want to know what children are doing running into the road. Yeah. But then, that, that's it, because it's like, it's a nice statement to say, scientifically, you'll be, you go, yeah, but what about how many would die at 10 miles now? None. Well, let's do that then. Yeah. So you go, well, you can't do that. Now, the, the problem was, remember, this is the, on yeah. terms of the drivers, remember those 
those speed limits were set in place with older cars. Mm-hmm. You've got different technology now with braking and things. It's not, it doesn't abide with, they've improved a lot. So those things weren't updated because it doesn't help their course to say, well, if you brake at this speed, you need this amount of space to stop. You go, no, 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 that's from a 1980s car. They didn't update it the opposite way where they said, well, ch- cars have changed, so we can go a little bit faster now because the braking's better. They kept the old braking models, which aren't actually don't actually work now, but it keeps you getting tickets and it keeps us. So, yeah, let's just say you need to go slower to do the thing. Plus, like the speed humps. Um, mm. Somebody did a study where roads with speed humps, the, the amount of pollution goes up by 10 I think the minimum ten it's 10 minimum to 30 because people stop, are stopping and starting start. you yeah. go around Haringey North London and there's 10 speed stop I said you're killing yourself just living on that road mm-hmm. stop stop vroom 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 break dust break dust break dust break dust you're breathing all if you're I would never live on a street that had speed humps like that because you're just breathing in pollution constantly the brakes the brake dust the brake dust so to go back to that 20 thing anyone get in a car at 20 and drive along you know, why has this car got 140 miles an hour why do that why put that on the why just ban car just say no cars can go over 50 why not do that well there's money involved there big mm-hmm. car companies and money and tax and all that but you it's sort of like you're being squashed in the middle we'll make it so they, the cars are very attractive so the big car need to get money because they pay the, the tax and then we get money from them but then we'll put the speed limit right down here and you'll get fined if you go above that. He goes, so I'm just being squashed in the middle of, oh, these cars are very attractive. Look at what they could do. The braking, oh, the brake. What about the braking adverts? The car said, oh, no, don't about that. We've got these old laws from the 80s that says um, how long you can brake. I, I think it's a very interesting uh, point that you made, um, that actually um, I'm surprised that the insurance companies don't make this a, a requirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Because they get you to, you know, like if you have a burglar alarm fitted in your house, you have to have that burglar alarm checked. Yeah. It's serviced every several years just to make sure it's active. And then you get a certain amount off your, um, you know, your insurance policy. Um, I'm surprised the insurance companies haven't got involved and said, well... Could it well, be because they get increased premiums if you have an accident? Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. They'd like to keep more the, yeah. to, to sort of... It's money. Whatever it comes down to, it just be finances. What? Who get? What? Mm. Where does the money end up? And people would be in cars less if we had great public transport. Yeah, but it's expensive and it's unreliable. It's getting that way, isn't it? That's the truth. Um, I mean, the trains now. The trains are gone. I, I was thinking about this with my ticket that I come up to London. That's gone up a good. I think about a quarter in like the last five or six years, you know, like it's, it's gone up, it's gone up quite a bit. Cause I was thinking, yeah, I used to travel up and it used to be not that much. And then now I'm thinking, oh, it's, it's starting to, it's creeping up. It's starting to be like, hmm. yeah, they, they just flick it up like a 50p yeah. every now and yeah. again. You won't notice that. But it's going to be 12% um, if it goes in line with inflation on the oh next round. God. I was trying to get to Chichester on Thursday and I'd bought ticket online some days earlier, 1405 from Victoria. And at 14.00, there was still no train. Oh, no, they said, we took that train off. It's the 14.35. So 14.35, at 14.30, I went around, got a sandwich here and a matcha latte there. And um, 
at fourteen thirty, still no train. Oh, it's been cancelled, <laughs> and that was now it's the fifteen thirty-five. Yeah, and at fifteen thirty-five, yeah. there was a, there were hundreds of us waiting to go through the barrier. We'd all been told it would be over there. At one point, the guard got so frustrated with us, she turned off the the screen so oh, we'd go away. Yeah, and then they moved it. They moved the fifteen thirty-five that was now the fifteen fifty to some other part of Victoria, and we just all ran. Two minutes. They gave you two minutes. Don't yeah. they? Warning. <laughs> so everyone has to just quickly run to the now. other side. Yeah. 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 Oh, I don't know. I just, it's, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just you're being taught, you're being squashed in all points. But again, like my friend said, just let all this happen. The fines, the speeding, the thing, the, everything going up 50p everywhere. Every, just let it all go up by 50p everywhere. Let the rents go up by you know, a quid every day and then let the wages stay there. And then just let it get to the point where, like I said before, even the emergency services can't pay the bills. Police can't pay the bills. They're struggling. And that's when things change because the protective services, this the protective is, governments, what can't, they can't pay their bills. They're not being paid. This they is, can't pay. This rent. is third world Maoist acceleration policy. Yeah. Like yeah. We're just <laughs> yeah. pushing yeah. to extreme. We'll just make it so awful that the that the revolution well, because will happen. One thing's exactly. guaranteed that there the greed in the world doesn't stay still. It pushes what it can get away with. It never stays still. So if you don't do something now, then guaranteed next year it'll be a little bit worse. You'll moan and all that along the way, and there'll be some marches and all that along the way, but it'll just creep forward a little bit. And you'll only notice it if we skip forward 60 years in the time machine and go, oh, Jesus Christ, that's where we're going. You go, yeah, and you'll be happy because you didn't see it coming. So just, it'll just carry on until we crack. I, we crack. I, well, I, 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 I agree with some yeah, of that. I agree with yeah. that. agree with the overarching yeah, theme yeah. of that, but let me, uh, yeah, let me dissect that a little yeah. bit, chap. Um, right. Um, I think that we are going to see some problem. I think we are going to see a lot of angry people next year. I think when when fuel bills start to yeah. come in, when after you know, especially after a winter, we might have a probably going to have a coldish winter. I think when food bills start to bite, when the rates start to bite, when people get their tax bill coming in next yeah. next April, I think next year, this time next year, we're going to start seeing people very despondent, very angry. Well, unions are kicking up again. That's all because most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to. I work for a union. We're, we're with oh, piloting right, stroke, yeah. Um, so I work for Nurses Union, so that, that's big, big push we're doing. Um, but you're in a union, you're in an organisation. Most people are not. Most people mm. are um, in small companies, working for themselves. You know, getting along, and they've got nobody fighting for them. Well, that this no, will push no. that towards that. Unions will start Oof. popping. People are just going to get effed off. One person at another person at workplace is going, I'm not putting up with it. I can't do this anymore. I can't pay my rent. And the union will start. Then somebody will hear and they will start a union in a shop, well, in a thing. And it will just... Hopefully this raises the, you know, you start having public sector wage rises. That hopefully yeah. that will knock on the private sector as well. You know what I mean? If you raise the standard, then that standard gets raised. You know yeah. what I mean? Hopefully. Um, what was it? But, you know... Um, Somebody was telling me how they're trying to uh, hire a software engineer for their startup, and they just can't afford the salaries being demanded by the people who are doing that kind of work. Mm. So at that point, then the model breaks down again. You know, if, if if the thing that you're selling with your small company can't sustain the salaries that are required to pay for the um, inflated price of a bunch of bananas then you know you you stop getting the companies they go out of business you know they yeah. they they you can't have the industry that pays the tax that pays the nurses but you but you should i think i think i think people people are deserving of a fair wage and i think people are deserving of of decent working conditions and 
I do think that um, that the balance has gone right now. <laughs> I do think that with I think we we are in a point I mean, with inflation just just going skyrocketing. I think we're we're in a very dangerous economic position where people are going to be out of pocket. People are saying, I, I am worse off now than I, and certainly next year, I think that's what I'm saying, next year. I think there's going to be a ton of upheaval and a lot of, a lot of political pressure because, because most people are okay as long as they're comfortable, as long as they can pay the rent, as long as they, you know, they've got a decent, comfortable life, they can pay the Netflix, they go on holiday, they can get, you know, they pay for the petrol. Like, I think the average person is going to start feeling squeezed and, and they're not used to that. You know, the, the middle class is lower middle class is going to start feeling a lot more squeezed. Um, I mean, I get paid all right, but I'm starting to feel a bit like, oh, um, it, this isn't going as far as it used to. And I'm thinking again, even four or five years ago, this went a lot further, you know? Yeah. And it had the problem. Like a really hundred quid isn't really worth yeah. much nowadays. Yeah. Like on, on this, like really doesn't go very far. And I was thinking, I remember even five, six, seven years ago, a hundred quid was Decent you could do, do you could do a bit with that, you know what I mean? But now I'm thinking, oh, it's, well, it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just like a graph. You look at all your costs, how much everything costs, it goes up five times faster than you earn. Mm. So you just go, well, where does that end up in the future? Because you're putting up with it now. You can, this is the complaining bit. Then this, oh, it's really tough. And then it's, then you go, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But that's five, what, four, four years ago. What does away. that do to 18 year olds coming out of school or, you know, 23 year olds coming out of university who will never be able to afford a home? Yeah, forget that. You'll have to be like a very rich person to own a home. So eventually they will sell it. Somebody will sell it. And then they'll go into a studio. Then the studio will go into a room. Then the, we said before about eventually we'd be like the, the, the penny lines, which is being over the yeah. lines. Sleeping over but a if you've got no hope that you can at some point raise your own family, you know, um, have your own uh, sofa in a room where you can watch telly, uh, that's going to make young people very angry. Yeah. And well, this is what I said. It's just get. Let's just get to the point. Let's just get it over with. Let's just get to the point where people start. The marches become bigger and more frequent. Be marches. You don't think it's going to be stabbings on a Saturday night or in America, um, incels going into schools and shooting up. Uh, but that's to kids. do with weapon. If the weapons are depending on what type of weapons are around, yeah. But the the, the but that frustrated anger. Yeah, but that's what I'm in saying. Young men is very dangerous. That, oh yeah, that, 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 that alienation. Up, yeah. yeah, is that going to be directed? Can you direct that? That's more to do with question. poverty. Yeah. A lot of the people are stabbing you. It's not to do with politics. It's to do with po poverty. But, 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 but poverty, well, when you can't uh, have any, you have no hope of ever getting your own home and your own life straight, um, what have you got? What is society that all you've got is lawlessness? Yeah, no, you, so I come from that sort of world of having nothing. And when you, you, you never look at politics, you're just angry at other people next to you. You grab at what's over there. You're not looking down the road you're just grabbing at the people in your street you're that small-minded so yeah violence will go up people, robberies muggings will go up and it will start to spill into the richer areas you'll notice because they'll have to branch out to get more money and, and when when everyone in a, a street has got nothing you then go to the next street and you, you know blah 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 so that will happen but that's separate to a society on the whole because most people aren't stabbing each other you'll have marches and the marches will get bigger and they'll become more aggressive and blah, then this is our revolution stuff because the governments don't fix the problem. They fight back. They always go overboard, but then that just funds other people to get involved in, well, you've just killed someone. I mean, we've just written something about society changing, but it's the point. Every government pushes people as far as they can go. And then when people start to become actually violent after generations, 
they then speed that up by becoming almost authoritarian and trying to clamp down on it, which then just gets other people to go, no, 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 no. And then, that, then that's when the thing happens. But you don't want to deal with that. You mm-hmm. want to say, I'm not dealing with that. Let somebody else deal it. At least I've got a roof over my head. But if you're one of the people that doesn't have a roof over your head and you've lived on the streets and you've been in that state accommodation, you've been in that jail, you've got nothing. It's the worst situation now. So why not do something? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. Uh, and to sort of re- slightly yeah. reframe what you just said yeah. is that, yes, it's, um, it's about, uh, it's about being, it's about a new, several different factors alienating people from society. It's about not so some groups or some individuals or whatever don't have uh, paths to have that, to have a, to have a family, to have a career, to have a yeah, job. Yeah, don't to, think like that. Yeah. To, well, that, yeah, some people, it's it's just that they think that that is beyond, not them, but they, they are unable, those root doors are closed, those rooms yeah. are closed. And that's, and the more people feel like that, the more, you're right, the, the, the more sort of um, dangerous things can be coming. Yeah. It comes, societies do become very... Um, uh, Volatile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they really do. And this, uh, you know, and these... And I do unfortunately think we are heading for a summer of discontent next year, a winter of discontent. I think next year is going to be the tipping point, unless 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 the government reacts. Think you know, unless unless there is a, a bit of a change. However, I just as I said, you know, I, I saw that leadership. I saw the leadership contenders who the the you know who will be prime minister. One of those people will be prime minister for the next next amount of time, maybe maybe next two years. None of them had an answer. None of them were even pretending to acknowledge the problem. It's one worse and every generation. That gets was one that worse. that was that was the that was the real takeaway for me. Is just I was I was stunned that they weren't even giving lip service to this. They were they, they weren't even they weren't giving you like a yeah well fake speech about yeah, yeah, yeah these are the bad things yeah. and we will stop the bad things and we will make the good well, things better. That's the thing better. about you know, they're so removed. You go, that, well, I don't have know. to put that much effort in because they seem to put up with that. So why even bother put speeches together? Let's just go. Look, I am what I am, and we're going to do whatever. That's it. I'm saying, and you go. Well, we've got to choose one. So, so, and if they, if these lot get in, which they will, then somebody else comes along. And go. We didn't even have to go out and do speeches. I'm not going on TV. Just do what we they do it anyway. We've got to vote for someone, and we've got a big bank of people here that in our um, sticker thingy that were um, uh, on our party, which will vote for us. So I'm not even going to go do speeches anymore. Why are we going to do that? I'm not. I mean, going on TV. Well, cool. That's where it goes. Well, that, We're not in the worst of it now. They've already cancelled that. I mean, they they, they had a leadership uh, yeah. a, a debate and they cancelled it because because the more they started they? talking, yeah. people were like, oh, these people are awful. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to vote for either of them. And they're like, oh. Um, <laughs> <That's> exactly, <laughs> they're like, the more publicity they But they came they up had. with a story that the presenter had fainted. Yeah. Well, well, that was something else, but they actually had another third one scheduled. Uh, um, uh, this was a couple of two weeks ago, and they cancelled the third one because they said that actually they said they'll get negative uh, approval ratings um, because actually when they, when they put their platforms out and when they sort of you know presented themselves, this is me and, and this is my platform <laughs> yeah, to be prime minister. Fired. It went yeah. out of the mouth of babes. My nine-year-old said. Why is it that if there are only 150,000, she didn't know the number, 150,000 people who can elect the leader of the Tories, she said, why is it on television? Why are we all watching it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just... Uh, and that is very true. And they actually had several bits where they were like, I'm talking you, I'm talking to you directly, the voters out there. And I was like, you're not talking to me, mate. I'm yeah. not a party member. I don't. I can't vote. I, I, if I listen to a politician speak, wasted, you know, I actually me, feel, I don't know if it's embarrassment, or like I'm being mocked. It's like I, I feel a bit sick when I listen to them. I can't listen to them talk. 
because it's just like this weird thing that's happening and I don't do you believe what you say are you who are you talking to it's like I'm watching someone who's a bit like the mental 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 health problems or something like do you know that I'm not I know that you're lying and do you know yeah. that it's like an odd thing so I can't listen to them I'm scamming you yeah. yeah I'm scamming you mate, mate, mate. I'm scamming you it's fine like you just got to understand that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's the that's the little game yeah, little dance yeah. we got going I'm yeah. scamming you and you just accept that I'm a scammer yeah, that's that's we played a little I physically start to feel giddy when they talk and I think I can't, I can't watch this it hurts to watch this so um yeah, yeah anyway so look th just, just so you know this is what's going to happen you're going to keep you're going to put up with it it's going to get a lot worse you're going to put up a bit more crime's going to go up you're going to start to see uh private streets closed off a little bit more they won't fix anything they'll just try and keep you away from them a lot more private security private police will become a lot more bigger thing normal streets will start to have policing uh, private police like you're seeing now i mean i've saw i knew a guy nearly 20 years ago who started in north london who started off on the first private security firms around cop fosters and all there and then you got more of them you got more of them you got more of them so that will just happen they're not going to fix anything for at least 10 years it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and their security of the rich is going to go up and up and up and up and up that's what you're going to see and eventually the walls are going to be so big and so all over the place that it'll be like northern ireland in the, the assemblies where you're blocks where you can't go in because of the people who live there used to have half i remember that they used to have streets with the uh, concrete blocks but, pop, yeah. but like walls like yeah, halfway yeah, down yeah, the streets yeah, yeah. separate Bollard. uh you know, private police the Catholics. Private I, mean, I remember police. that. That's great. They only, they only took those down <laughs> like last 15, 20 years and ago. And you That's eventually, crazy. you'll notice it. You'll see the first, you'll see like a, you'll probably see an advert on daytime TV, private security. You'll see it and you'll go, oh, there's the next step. Now you'll see, you'll see an advert in the newspaper. You'll see one. It'd say, private police, does your street want to, and then somebody get it, and then somebody else, the crime will go up. Won't fix the problem of poverty. They'll just try and push, keep people away further, and the gates will get bigger, and eventually you can't go into those streets, you can't go into those houses. Private police will become more, well, these police don't work. Like privatisation, let's privatise, get your own police. You know, these are there all the time. And then the, those police will become cheaper and cheaper and cheaper till they're on minimum wage, and then there'll start to be crime amongst them. And it's, this is the way it's going to go. So you're not going to do anything for 20 years. I'm telling you now, okay. it's just going to get worse and worse and worse unless somebody says, are we going to do something? No, what we're going to do is we're going to moan on radio and we're going to have little marches every few months. That's all you're going to do. I'm telling you your future until the police force are struggling to pay the bills and they go, well, I'm not going, I'm going to go on the march because I can't afford it, but we're 20 years away from that. So it will just, it'll come in stages, but the, the rich in the government, they will only get worse. It's not going to stay. Whatever you think it's now, it'll be, a little bit worse next time, a little bit worse next time, a little bit worse next time, until they are basically, I'm not even going to go and do a speech. Who's who's the Prime Minister at the moment? I've got a bloody clue. That's that's what'll happen. Your kids' kids will go, I don't know, some bloke, this rich bloke, I don't know, it's business. Go, oh, no, they'll go, oh, I think I saw them on the telly the other day. What's their name? Pepsi, that's it. Yeah, yeah, Pepsi, yeah, Pepsi, yeah. <laughs> because what'll happen is they'll become so uninterested. And Facebook. Facebook they'll, will be Prime Minister at some point. Yes, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll sort of Why want not? to go to anonymity. They'll want to go, well, Why people don't care anymore. They're not watching, so let's not have that programme. Let's not have that programme. They're not. Let's not have that. But then you go, well, I don't know, it's something those people that up in 
the you know, I mean, I call it the castles. I've joked before about like when you see HSBC and that they're castles. You know, they've rebranded them with glass, but they're basically privileged castles. But weren't they designed like that originally to make people have confidence that they'd look after their money? I understood that was the, oh yeah, I'm supposed there's a lot of, of things, banks. but it is an old castle. It's it's a modern day castle. It's where the rich go that you can't go in, and all the powers up in them things. It's you don't want to see it like that because it makes you feel antiquated. Like oh, we're not that put down. It's, no, it's you a, are. It's a money. It's a glass. It's castle. a money cathedral. Yes. I mean, when you go to Windsor and there's literally a castle, I've said this, I don't keep going, when I've sat there in a restaurant, I've looked, I'm looking up at a castle and I'm going, I'm looking at a castle that human beings lived in. And there was one time where I just saw the light go on in one of the rooms and it just humanized it. I thought, that's not a museum. There's a person in there walking around a castle and Windsor's got a homeless problem as well. But in a restaurant, I couldn't help but look at this castle and going, my brain going, there's people live there. There's human beings going to the toilets are being flashed. It's not a yeah, there's museum. There's a queen that lives there's there. There's literally, not people. Bloody great there's people. a queen that lives there. Yeah, yeah. this is like, some, taxes it's like a fairy it. tale or something. Your I mean, taxes you know, built it and then they put a wall up it. to keep you out. And you go, how have we got to this point? Well, that's normal. Why don't you just get them out there and put, uh, you know, 500 families in there? There's homeless people lining across the street from, oh yeah, the time. So, right, so let's move on from the time. So we've, uh, Anything nice? Let's end on something. Uh, nice. what, you're, say, yeah, what are you up to at the moment? Um, well, school holidays. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's a woohoo. I thought it was a... Mm. Ah, <laughs> no, okay. it's great. It's great. <laughs> um, so we've got several trips. Lovely friends have lent us houses. So it's a UK summer. Okay. Going to go to Kent for a week and then to Cornwall where we're going to do digging, oh, compost. How are you going friend. to Cornwall? Driving? We're going to drive. Oh, okay. And... Um, and then we're going to go to Anglesey, and so uh, in Wales. So that's my why August. those places. Friends have all offered us their oh, homes. all in August. All in August. So in this card, we're going to do compost digging for a friend who's going to go and stay with her boyfriend. Okay. And I will never think of compost the same yeah, again yeah, yeah. after what you told now me. You said it. I was, I know, I was going to say a joke, and I thought I'll leave yeah. it. There's kids yeah. involved. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and then come September, hope that all the film, radio, articles I've been pitching in the last few weeks, all everybody comes back to their desk and goes, "Yeah, grim, got to have her in." So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, th- what are you doing for your like enjoyment in your spare time? Well, I took up this year. I took up drumming. And we've taken a break. I bet you're popular with the neighbours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, I, I knew for a long time I wanted to get back. I was in a drum orchestra as a teenager, oh. and I knew I, I, I wanted it. When my kid asked me, she said, "What would you like to do?" There were two things. I said, "Whale watching and drumming." Anyway, at Christmas we saw as they were putting on the lights, Archway. There was this group with four drums snares reps and sardos and i went that's it and so my partner he's he bought me for my birthday a, a group of lessons right. and i uh, waited till there was a space in the barbican group and that's where i've been going every tuesday during oh, really? term time and oh, okay. it's just fabulous 90 what's minutes the, what's the pull for drumming because it's what did it's you grow like up quiet, listening? Uh, oh, what's the pull it's I'm just very primal it's very primal yeah okay um the the orchestra I was in, it was a school orchestra for a, a composer, Van Gellis. Yeah. Oh. And this was, he did an album called Heaven and Hell, and our music teacher pulled in his 
his teenage girls and there were a load of us. I put up the poster recently on Facebook and within a few minutes, all these 50, 60 somethings were going, I was in that orchestra, I was in that orchestra. And um, so and that was the what do your kids first. say about the drumming? She thinks it's cool. She yeah. came to hear me play. Oh, so the, there was a performance in the Barbican. Right. Um, and it's a, an organisation called Drumworks and they work primarily with young people in schools. And so the adult groups are just an add-on. So there were 150 of us right. in the Barbican walking through and I was so nervous. You've got knee pads on because yeah. the drum's going to be hitting your knees. Yeah. Oh, anyway, right. Sadie thought it was just really cool to see her mum playing the drums. And, I don't know if it is, there's something in you, it might just be psychosomatic, but when you hear a lot of drums going, it does something. I don't know if it's just the pressure of the sound. Maybe it's from in the womb, the sound of the voice heartbeat, that you hear the outside the, the womb. Perhaps. It's a very primal thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, when you hear that, like Maybe marching. It is, like you know, when heart, you, when you you've some, ever sort of yeah. marched with... It's something, yeah. It sounds weird to march about, yeah. but if, you know, I, I don't know, like I've been in sort of thing, yeah. marches that... People had things, and you sort of getting, yeah. you get pace, and it's sort of, you know, you're getting walking along, and it's, it's, so it's yeah, it's repetition. Yeah. Yeah. So for it's, ninety minutes a week, don't think about, yeah, um, Ocado deliveries yeah, 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 yeah. or yeah. Um, irritating letters from the headmaster. Yeah. You just think about. Uh, counting your way through how many repetitions for the yeah. next thing and hoping that you're not going to get it wrong in a quiet moment. Yeah. You know, that's very embarrassing. It sounds funny, but you, it, you do need something extreme to take your mind off of things. Like you could go and say, read a book, and but you're still there. When you've got something that's overpowering you, that's the only time when you really let go. Even yeah. if you're watching a film, you're not really relaxing. You're still conscious of things. That's why I love the cinema as well, because then somehow you let yourself go more with the audience. Oh, I don't, because, well, the audience is the problem. That's why I can never relax in the, the cinema. It's just people. Just, yeah, they it's they a, don't it's a difference. Right. It's a very different communal experience. I wouldn't mind if they, I'd have to, for me to enjoy the cinema, it would have to be like, go and watch some black and white films. So the audience are just a, of a generation where they sit and they watch and they're not eating. I think really? I could relax then. If I've got someone on the phone and a kid and somebody's coming in late and this and that, and it's just, it, I can't enjoy it. I've got to just sit and let, is everyone safe here? Yeah, right, I've got my back to the wall. Well, I, right, uh, I can relax. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's like watching a football match for me. It's like I, I, I very much enjoy watching it at home because you get a better view. Yeah. You can go to the toilet. You can even pause it if you're watching it, you know, on, on a fancy machine or whatever. Um, you know, I don't have to spend five pounds for a pint. <laughs> I've got my cans in yeah. the fridge and it's nice. It's nice and, and controlled environment. However, there's nothing like being in a crowd. Just, yeah. Uh, if, as long as they're having that correctly. communal. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. if you're winning, your team's winning. Oh, the football, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I sport Reading and that isn't a problem really. I'm yeah. just, we're just kind of resigned to it, unfortunately. <laughs> I always just think of the Homer Simpson bit and it's hurry up and lose so we can get out of it. <laughs> yeah. And that's my, that's my go to right, bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll end on the Simpsons. I think that, that's, that's taking the sting out of the tail. To, um, so, uh, so what else have you got coming up then? Work-wise? Yeah. Uh, so I'm the historic consultant on a television adaptation of the book, The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Oh, yeah. And yeah, when yeah. Uh, did a lot of work on that last year. And um, when they go into production, I hope, I'll be busy on that. And I've got an article sitting at The Guardian waiting for... An, they've had a lot of sick people, so uh, the editors have been busy. The, an article about um, egg donors and anonymity, which is changing 
Um, And so there's a follow-up to a piece I wrote 10 years ago. Right. So that was um, a a very interesting piece to write. There's a load of questions I want to ask about that, but we can't. That's a whole other The next time. The next Um, time. But what, do you say you're doing the John Lennon thing now? Uh, So I'm I'm researching at the moment. Oh, okay. What, about the song, the recording of the song, Give Peace a Chance. Mm. And it all started when a chum of mine in Jerusalem of a rabbi, one of my favorite people, he said he'd got interested in the line in the lyrics that says, bishops and bishops, rabbis and popeyes. And he wanted to know who the rabbi referred to. It was in the song. That's in, in the song. In the lyrics. Okay. And it turns out to be this rabbi, Abraham Feinberg, oh, okay. who came to visit Lennon and, o- and Yoko Ono when they were having their bed in in Montreal. Oh, yeah. A lot of people did. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of people yeah, came yeah. to visit. And um, he was a peace activist. His moniker was uh, the Red Rabbi and um, Lennon called him the Flaming Red Rabbi. Uh-huh. And they even went on local uh, radio or television together. And uh, anyway, so that was like the, the start. The The title of the song had already come up from um, conversation with some activists and Yoko Ono just said to them, give peace a chance. Oh, okay. so that's where the title had come from. How did you and, find out about the rabbi thing? What came first, the song or did you question the song or did you know the rabbi? It was the friend of mine saying that he's interested in who this rabbi was. But why would you think to, it, that's an to actual... Look at it. Which so, is dead. He just, uh, well, Levy... My friend Levy said he'd looked into this rabbi, Abraham Feinberg. So mm. I looked him up and then I kind of built up from there, yeah. becoming interested in the 40 people that were in the room during right. the recording, yeah, okay. and including some Hare Krishna and um, some other peace activists. And so anyway, that at the moment is where I'm chiseling away, right. hoping that I'll get sync rights so that I can right. offer it up and see if there's a story there. Oh, okay. And I, I even came across the fact I didn't know that there'd been a song recorded um, a new version of the song recorded in 1991 Lenny Kravitz did it with Sean Lennon Lennon and Yoko and son during the invasion of Iraq and um, they brought it they had amazing people come for the peace choir people like Adam Ant and Tom Petty and why we didn't know about it was the BBC wouldn't play it so that's a story too but I've still yeah. got to find yeah. out why that yeah. happened yeah. well good luck with that yes good luck with the drumming if you hear any noise coming <laughs> from my gate it's very yeah, probably, yeah. but I'm sure it'll be uh, mellifluous okay so uh, thank you very much for coming yes. today lovely to yeah. meet you yeah. all really thank nice. you very much yeah. for having yeah. me thank you. thank you and thank you Karam yes. here's your story let's begin the world is fine come on dive in the future's here it's right before your eyes step by step you're on your Good to be alive You could be larger than life Bigger than the world